MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I have to say. Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> It's time to get started. Welcome. Today is a Wednesday, a Wednesday, and let's see what we have in store. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A popular discount airliner that operates out of both Philadelphia International and Trenton Mercer airports is accused of misleading passengers and improperly charging for bags. A proposed class action lawsuit has been filed against Frontier Airlines for their personal bag fees. The lawsuit and some passengers said gate agents are flagging their uh, free personal item bags that meet size requirements as oversized and then charging them a $99 fee. Hmm. On TikTok, there are threads about complaints and even hacks to get a personal uh, item bag past the gate. At the end of the day, they lied, said attorney Mike Mann. A $99 fee. Yeah, Yeah, so I think that's what they charge you to check your, like, if you don't check your bag ahead of time and you check it at the gate, (laughs) um, they'll charge you $99. What a scam. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. What what the scam is, is that they're charging for a a bag, like your personal item that could fit in the overhead or could fit right. under the they're saying no that's too big I know but Steve's right even if it it's still $99 I know that yeah. they're pulling the scam and that they you, this doesn't qualify for it but nonetheless that's too goddamn much well, well also yeah. Yeah. come on picking off people while, while they're past yeah. that point where yes. the luggage now becomes $99 is this is a scam big time yeah, yeah. If, especially if it'd be totally appropriate to bring it on board in the first place and they're, they're getting commission for when they uh, ah! charge the $99 yeah, they're Go, 10 bucks dude. for every $99 they charge. So wow. it's, yeah, it's a huge scam. Yeah, big time. Uh, the lawsuit and some passengers uh, said that the, this, that the gate agents are doing this. So on TikTok, there's threads about the complaints uh, and people trying to like get past it. So this attorney, uh, Mike Mann, represents nearly a dozen plaintiffs in the proposed class, class action lawsuit against Frontier. They said that personal items were a certain size and passengers were showing up with that size bag and then getting charged, said Mann. The lawsuit accuses the Denver-based airline of not only only flagging properly sized bags, but also accuses Frontier of using uh, bag sizes smaller than the advertised dimension of 14 by 18 by 8. Mann also claims that Frontier has a quota for flagging personal items. In exchange, he said Frontier gate agents get a $10 kickback for every $100 charged. It's, a Frontier it's not Air- a good plan. Uh, yeah, A Frontier airline uh, flight attendant spoke to 6ABC uh, on conditions that she'd remain anonymous for fear of losing her job. I don't want to lose my job, but they're ripping you off. Yeah, she said, I feel the passengers are being extorted. She also confirmed the $10 commissions and said flight attendants like herself have to deal with the fallout from passengers. A spokesperson for Frontier said they can't comment on pending litigation, but 
did not deny the incentive program for gate agents. In a statement, Frontier said incentives for our airport cu- uh, customer service agents help ensure compliance with our policies and that all customers are treated equally. Do you ever see anybody use those uh, those measuring uh, devices? Yeah, like right you at your the... bags in? No, I, I just blast right past right, them just of in case it's slightly Let's larger. check. <laughs> no, I'm not checking. I might be in violation. <laughs> Frontier has filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit in legal findings. The discount airline said it is barred by the carrier agreement and federal law. Did I hear correctly? If they are found guilty, we are all guaranteed free air travel for a year? I think Aww. that's, I yeah, think that's, that's what it is. I think that's the only way around this. If you, for them. If you've ever flown Frontier, now you can uh, <laughs> now you can know that you're getting charged $99 more for like your purse. Yes. <laughs> Three people were killed in Three were missing after a landside barreled down a heavily forested, rain-soaked mountainside and smashed into homes in a remote fishing community in southeast Alaska. The slide, estimated to be 450 feet, occurred at 9 o'clock in the evening Monday during a significant rain and windstorm near Wrangell, an island community of 2,000 people some 50, 155 miles south of the state capital of Juneau. Rescue crews found the body of a girl in an initial search, and late Tuesday the bodies of two adults were found by a drone operator. Searchers used a cadaver-sniffing dog and heat-sensing drones to search for two children and one adult unaccounted for after the disaster, while the Coast Guard and other vessels looked along the waterfront littered with rocks, trees, and mud. So you have to imagine these people are at night, at home, they hear a slight rumble, and then everything goes. Governor Mike Dunleavy issued a disaster declaration for Wrangell, saying he and his wife were heartbroken and praying for those affected. The landslide left a scar of barren earth from the top of the mountain down to the ocean. A wide swath of evergreen trees were ripped out of the ground, and a highway was buried by debris, cutting off access to power uh, and pow- cutting off access and power to approximately seventy-five homes. As people begin to take off for their Thanksgiving destination, the TSA is bracing for a record-breaking year for holiday travel. The Philadelphia International Airport already saw 160 flight delays uh, as of last night. Traffic getting to the airport last night was treacherous, and they're saying today is expected to be even worse. AAA said travel volume for this Thanksgiving will be the third highest on record, only behind 2005 and 2019. In the Philadelphia area, AAA says 90% of people will drive to their destination. Because of that, they anticipate today between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. to be the busiest on the roads uh, with both commuter and holiday travels en route. I, I'm planning on just going around and driving just to see what it's like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know. Well, I drove last night, and last night was terrible. Was I, it? Yeah. I a was lot of a, people taking an early exit? I don't know. I mean, listen, there was also rain, but oh, yeah, yeah, I felt yeah. like people were, were headed out. I told Nick yesterday when we were done with work today, I'm putting on my pajama bottoms <laughs> and I'm leaving them on <laughs> until Sunday. Right, yeah. okay. That's I ain't going plan. anywhere. And if I may suggest, just lay down on the floor and don't move for the yeah, entire yeah. That's uh, that sounds like a perfect. Daddy's plan. not moving. Yep. Have um, someone funnel bourbon just yes, directly into yes. your house. We have a long hose. You can do it. Triple <laughs> <laughs> A projects the best time to travel on Wednesday is before 11 a.m. The best time on Thursday before 10 a.m. or after 5 p.m. Uh, the best time on Friday is before 11 a.m. or after 7 p.m. And the best time on both Saturday and Sunday is before noon. Could you expedite your trip if you had the ability to become an air marshal in about 24 <laughs> really? hours? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in all, AAA estimates that 55 million Americans will travel for the holiday. About 10% of those travelers are expected to fly, which could be problematic with messy weather expected in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic regions today. Amtrak is expecting an increase in travelers this holiday season, which has led to additional trains to boost capacity. Now, the TSA wants you to know what you can bring uh, on on board as far as food goes. Uh, however, they say that there are certain foods that should be uh, checked and then certain foods that you can bring on 
into the plane. As a general rule, TSA says solid foods can fly with you. Anything that has to be poured, spread, sprayed, or pumped should be checked. So make sure your gravy, cranberry sauce, and wine go under the plane. Mm-hmm. The agency even That's has bad news for you. The agency even has a special list on its My TSA app that will tell you how to travel with most foods. And if you do bring it on board, make sure that you keep it easily accessible because food items frequently require additional screening at could, the checkpoint. Could you claim emotional support wine? Right. Yeah. I think Ooh, that's, right? that's a good idea. This is my that's emotional support wine. idea. Right. I like that. Try that. <laughs> this is a really good idea. Yeah. I have to open this bottle. You don't understand. This is my emotional support wine. I get stressed on the plane and. <laughs> Listen, if that guy can bring his alligator on a plane, sure. I should be able to open my bottle Absolutely. of wine. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. Bullsacks are yummy. The Sixers lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers 122 to 119 in overtime last night in South Philly. Darius Garland scored 32 points and Garrett Allen added 26 in the NBA in-season tournament. The Sixers have lost three straight at home after winning their first six at home to start the season. Joel Embiid scored 32 points and Tyrese Maxey added 30. The Sixers are on the road tonight with a game in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. Tip-off in Minneapolis is at 8 o'clock. The Flyers, who have won five games in a row and are in second place in the Metro Division, return to action tonight against the Islanders in New York. The puck will drop at 7.30. There are three NFL games tomorrow on Thanksgiving. In the early game, the Green Bay Packers will travel to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Washington Commanders will head to Dallas to play the Cowboys at 4.30. And in the night game, the Seahawks will host the San Francisco 49ers in Seattle. Kickoff will be at 8.20. And the 9-1 and Eagles are back home this weekend. They will host the Buffalo Bills, who are 6-5. and five. Kickoff on Sunday is at 425. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy, and welcome to a Wednesday morning leading into the holiday. This is kind of a Friday. We definitely have a Friday vibe today. So much so that we'll be giving away our Word of the Week prize this yes, morning. Only yes. three letters in. We will also be doing the Connoisseur segment today, which we skipped last week because we were at the camp out for hunger. We were busy. So we will be doing that uh, this morning. We have a couple of food-related things, obviously, leading into the big, yummy holiday of Thanksgiving. So, chef, celebrity chef uh, Jen Carroll... Love her. ...is going to be stopping by this morning, and uh, maybe we'll get some last-minute awesome tips to bump up that uh, Thanksgiving meal to another level, and maybe she can add just a... There's, sometimes there's just some easy things that you may not have thought about you could do. That's her That's her jam. She uh, knows that stuff. To, uh, to make it uh, that much more special, and you can check her out at sisterlylovephilly.com dot com or eatccc.com. She's got two uh, websites for different reasons uh, about culinary issues and all kinds of good stuff. So she's going to come by and spread her wonderful knowledge with you on the program in the 9 o'clock hour. Also in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have comedian uh, Mike uh, Vecchione is going to be here and he is at Helium Comedy Club. So we'll spend a little bit of time with him. That's tonight. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, Tim Meadows is this weekend. Yes, That's it. right. So we, got, so we have uh, Mike who's going to be there tonight. Fox, good day and a secret text word as well. So we have a chance for you to win a pair of t- tickets via the secret text word to see Anthony Jeselnik. Oh. Uh, Saturday the 
27th, uh, April 27th, that is, at the Miller Theater. So it's a little ways off, but you will get tickets in advance. And all you have to do is text the word SECRET to 39333, and you will automatically be in the running for that because we'll send you a secret text word. We'll ask you to call in with that, and the designated caller wins. We'll get a random texter as well, so a couple of different ways to win. Again, it's Anthony Jeselnik, April 27th at the Miller Theater. So text the word SECRET to 39333. Our plate is full. As it should be. Pull up a seat and get ready to dive in. We're going to take a break and come back in a second. The entertainment report is on the way. So stay put. we got something here to win right off the bat. We'll be right back. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. Preston and Steve. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop in and Win Sweepstakes and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopInAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Come. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Do you think Fiddler's Creek was named after somebody used to play the fiddle down there? I was kind of hoping. You know? Yeah. You would like, think so. A wood crustacean, I hope, is named after a crustacean. A wooden lobster, <laughs> I would. we would hope, right? All these things. All right, we're going to ask a stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a pair of tickets as we, the Preston and Steve Show, present Don McCloskey and his band. Uh, it's their holiday office party featuring Will Lee of Sammy Ray and the Friends. And this is going to be Saturday, December 2nd at Brooklyn Bowl. The question that I uh, pose to you is Thanksgiving related. What movie holds the record for the highest grossing weekend in Thanksgiving history? Aha. Uh-huh. That's, That's a good question. Kind of a big uh, movie weekend. Yeah, huge, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What movie holds the record for highest grossing weekend in Thanksgiving history? And we'll go through some birthdays while we await your answer. Today being the 22nd day of November. A guy we had on the show before. Great actor. Uh, uh, Mads Mickelson. Oh, love who, him. Who's been in every big franchise there is. Once we, once we started to go through it, we're like, he's been in the Bond. He's been in the Star Wars. He's been in the Marvel Universe. He's been in, like, all of these really big franchises. And if he, if there's some he's missed, he's on his way. He well, Harry Potter. Harry well, Potter. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. He was just in Dial of Destiny. Uh, By the, the way, I watched that. And it, it got crapped on. It's not as bad well, as good. people say it is. Good. It's not I, as I, bad. Uh, so, Caroline and I, yeah. it's kind of our thing to watch all those movies. And we, we waited. And, and and now, now with that, thank you very much. I yeah. want to see it. Don't 
Don't expect the world, but you'll have fun. Yeah. So Mads Mickelson, who's been in all of that stuff, was he in the Star Trek series too? Uh, that my, that, that might be one, the one no. he misses. We had him on. The, he was talking about because he he is in the Star Wars canon. Is the designer of the Death Star? Yeah. You know, and yeah. so uh, it's amazing. So he's fifty eight years old today. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's huh. been in tons of great things throughout the years. Speaking of Thanksgiving, I just uh, rewatched that scene from The Bear uh, with her and, and everybody just losing their ass. And, She's and brilliant. The one guy holding the fork uh, the whole time, and John Mulaney has to give the toast. I mean, it's just, like it's a great show, but man, is that an anxiety-ridden show. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, for um, people who have angst-ridden Thanksgivings or even slightly angst uh, angsty Thanksgivings, it causes uh, post-traumatic stress. It, when, um, uh, is it uh, John Barenthal yes. Yes. throwing stuff at, at Bob Odenkirk? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> it just turns into it just chaos. keeps going. And Mulaney is great. She's fantastic. Mulaney goes at one point, he goes, yeah. uh, is he still holding the fork? Yeah. Yeah, still holding uh, it. But it's, uh, yeah, if you, if you have the slightest bit of anxiety, you could watch it in like five-minute chunks and maybe be okay. But it's, uh, it's over the top. So Jamie Lee Curtis, phenomenal actress, uh, celebrating her 65th birthday today. You know, was, I, I thought it was classy that she did press her when she won for everything, everywhere, all at once. She won the Oscar. She got up and she made sure to thank the horror fans oh, who kept her yeah. going for years with the Halloween franchise. Yeah. And and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. So I, I follow like a uh, that's the 80s type of. Oh, yeah. Uh, on, no, it's an Instagram account. Yeah, I follow uh, it's it. not called That's the Eighties. It's some kind of Eighties right. thing. But anyway, you may it may not be the same one. But nonetheless, they they post uh, sometimes just a throwback photos. And one was like Jamie Lee Curtis in a bathing suit, <laughs> and you're like, wow, she was in unbelievable shape at one point. Uh, she's celebrating her 65th birthday today. Terry Gilliam, uh, one of Monty Python's Flying Circus members, Some things in life turns 83 years old today. Uh, and But also a director. Yes. And did he do... Accomplished. Time Bandits? He did Time Bandits. Yeah. He did... Uh, did he do 12 Monkeys? He did 12 Monkeys. I, yeah. I like that movie. He did Brazil. He did uh, The Fisher King. Oh, what a great yeah. movie. He turns 83 years old today, so happy birthday to Terry. Uh, Mariel Hemingway, uh, actress, and Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter, turns 62 today. A very good friend of ours, we like to think anyway, Billie Jean King. Yeah. It's a big birthday for her. She is 80 years old I today. I think she could pick oh, us out of a lineup, Billy. right? I think so. I think she's been here enough. She seems to enjoy every time she comes here. Yeah, we have fun with her, and uh, she's a cool person. like her a lot. I remember years ago, I told her this. It was at, the, uh, it was at Forest Hills, and she was... Mega huge, and I and I I was too shy to go get an autograph. My mother went over and got an autograph. Aww. Yeah, but she was wonderful. Uh, the great Steve Van Zant, little Steven, is celebrating his seventy third birthday today. Driving force in uh, the E Street Band, obviously, and uh, had a really nice run on The Sopranos as Silvio Dante. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know they uh, they David Chase wanted to cast him as uh, uh, Tony Soprano. No, yeah, and wow. he's like, I'm not really an actor. I don't want to do this, and uh, and so David. Chase said, well, how about the number two? Because eventually they got Gandolfini. Well, he made a good call then. Yes. Can't see that without Gandolfini. So happy 73rd birthday to little Steven. Uh, Tina Weymouth, bassist for the Talking Heads, uh, turned 73 years old. So uh, my wife and I were talking about the Talking Heads and, and the various members of the band. 
that's where uh, a band where every component part is super talented. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, I, I told you guys earlier this year, I, I went back and watched uh, Stop Making Sense. Yeah. I'd never seen it. I'd seen portions of it, but I watched the whole thing. And I spent a lot of time watching her play bass, man. Yeah. Solid bassist. Uh, so she turns uh, 73 years old today. Uh, and Tom Tom Club, yes. Thank you, Casey. Love the Tom Tom Club. We're playing a little bit of this, which was a tiny offshoot of... Uh, Talking Heads. Uh, Boris Becker, the tennis star, we spoke about him not that long ago. He's been in jail, right? Uh, yeah, tax evasion. evasion. Twice. Yeah. Same same crime, two different times. But he oh, turns... so much fun the first time. <laughs> oh, you're playing Boris the Spider? I'm like, what the hell are you playing? <laughs> uh, so he is celebrating his 56th birthday today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is an actor named Jamie Campbell Bauer. Oh, you missed Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, you're right. Let me go with this first since we're playing the music. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Has his birthday today. Uh, lately, Endgame. Actually, those movies are on all the time, but it was on yesterday. Yeah. So I spent a little bit of time watching that. And he is uh, celebrating his 56th birthday. And I did not know this, Casey. Thank you for pointing it out. I skipped the big one. It was on my list. It was on the top of my list. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, well, there they go. They're they an item, you know. birthday today. They were an item in, in the uh, movies. In the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess they probably celebrated uh, birthdays together on the set. One too. more here for you, Preston. Also sort of a friend of the show. Oh, Richard Kind. Hey. Richard Kind, uh, the voice of uh, Bing Bong <laughs> in uh, Inside Out and just tons of character roles, went to Pensbury, is in the Hall of Fame there, yeah, Kathy. It was the same year you were, right, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you in the Hall of Fame yet? No, it was that was the first class. Like oh, That was the first yes. group of people. <sighs> okay. You don't end up in that Hall of Fame. There's something I, really wrong. There's something really wrong. <laughs> uh, he's so great. And just funny stories. Yeah. Really, really an affable guy. A uh, friend of Michael Giacchino as well, obviously. Yeah. Did it say, how old did it say he was? He 60. 67 years old today. All right, and then I had one last one. Uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer, who played Vecna in Stranger Things. Good actor. Yeah. And Uh, um, I I think he was in the Twilight series, too. I didn't watch it, so. Uh, I'll be curious to see where that character goes. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, that character ain't gone. They they left some uh, open ends. So he is turning uh, 35 years old today. All right. Uh, Let's see if someone knows the answer to the stupid question this morning. What movie... Hang on, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Uh, what movie holds the highest grossing weekend in Thanksgiving history? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we will go to Kim to see if we can get the answer. Hi, Kim, good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you. All right, Kim, what movie holds the record for the highest grossing weekend in Thanksgiving history? Is it Frozen? Be more specific. The first one? No. Oh, man. No, it's not. Not the first one. You can probably guess what the movie is. You can probably go to any other. I will try that. Uh, Let's go to Dana, see if she knows. Hi, Dana. Good morning. Good morning. I was wrong. I said the Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Yeah, but what do you want to say now? Frozen, the second one. There you go. You ratted yourself out, Dana. You're very honest. Well, we're going to set you up. Yeah, it's Frozen 2, apparently. 
And uh, Dana is going to get tickets to see Don McCloskey and his band. This is their office party, and it's going to be Saturday, December 2nd, Brooklyn Bowl, Philadelphia. For tickets and info, you can click events at WMMR.com or visit BrooklynBowl.com slash Philadelphia. All right, so... We will start with this. A spokesperson from the United Talent Agency told Deadline on Tuesday that uh, they dropped Susan Sarandon as a client after she spoke during a pro-Palestinian rally over the weekend in New York. Uh, the Thelma and Louise actors faced criticism uh, for saying, and I quote, there are a lot of people that are afraid, uh, that are afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country. Uh, she added, people are questioning, people are standing up, people are educating themselves, people are stepping away uh, from brainwashing that started when they were kids. And she also thanked the Jewish community who's come out to have our backs. Now, she isn't the only actor that's facing consequences for speaking out in support of Palestine as well. According to the Hollywood reporter, Melissa Barrera, well, I'm not really that familiar she's with. She's in the Scream movies? Yeah, she's no longer going to be in Scream 7 after she was tweeting about what happened. So I don't know exactly uh, what she had written and all this stuff. I think but- if anyone asks you, if you're a celebrity, or any- anyone asks you about your opinion about what's going on in the Middle East, your response should be, Duh. Yeah, probably. So uh, so some people are, are losing uh, representation yep. in jobs over the whole thing. Uh, this is a, a lighter story. Adam Sandler reunited with his Sandy Wexler co-star Jennifer Hudson on her talk show on Tuesday. And he didn't hold back to sing her praises. He said, I love you. You just, you mean a lot to me and you always will, he said. Uh, I've been watching you and when you first started the show, I was just so happy for you and I could see that the audience loved you so much. If you're in the Sandler Camp and he likes you, and you're a an FOX friend of Sandler. You're going to do very well. The same goes for his family too. He said, "My family loves her so much. My wife, my kids, my mom, my mother-in-law. We all hung out, and we literally got so close. We just think you're the best." So wow, he's going on and on about her. I want to be friends with Adam Sandler. Now, the pair reflected on their time shooting the 2017 film together, and Hudson revealed that her son David was confused when he saw his mother kiss Adam on set, and she he had said, uh, "Yeah, that never goes over good. It never does." He said. <laughs> The kids don't like it. He said, uh, you know, when I have to kiss anybody, uh, they're not thrilled about that. But my wife was always telling them, it's okay. It's part of the job. Let daddy kiss. So, (laughs) let daddy kiss, not goo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Goo is over Uh, the line. Yeah. If you're you're producing bodily fluids, you've gone too far. They're not going to like that very much. Goo! Bradley Cooper appeared on Tuesday's episode of CBS This Morning and addressed the backlash that he's received for wearing a prosthetic nose in Maestro. Uh, Cooper portrays conductor Leonard Bernstein in the new biopic and has been accused of perpetrating anti-Semitic stereotypes by using the prosthetic. But he said, my nose is very similar to Lenny's, actually, so the prosthetic is actually like a silk sheet. And I thought, well, maybe we don't need to do it because we can take down time to prep. Uh, But he said, But it's all about balance. Uh, My lips are nothing like Lenny's and my chin. And so we had that, and it just didn't look right. Uh, Commenting on how the movie spanned several decades of Bernstein's life, uh, he said, when he's young, we had a prosthetic around my nose, and then it just moves out. So by the time he's older, it's the whole face. So we just had to do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't believe he's a human being. I watched the piece. uh, Bernstein's children were also a part of it, and and they gave their blessing to the makeup, to what he looked like, and and so they were totally fine with all of it. They also interspersed um, movie footage and and the way that they shot it. some of the older stuff looks older, shot in black and white, yeah, and some yeah. of the newer stuff looks like it was shot, Steve, like in the 70s and 80s or whatever. 
And I had a hard time more than once discerning between Bradley Cooper and Leonard Bernstein. Okay. It looks pretty close, looks I have really to good. say. Yeah, and so if, if it looked outlandishly stupid, exactly. you might have a case, but it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, the movie looks interesting to me. I, I, I want to check it out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know much about his story, but uh, the um, uh, it almost looks like a, a documentary, the way that they filmed it. Well, the guy was, you know, first off, he was a, a genius, but second off, he was, a, he was a ladies' man, and he was a raconteur, and he has a, a really uh, rich story. He was also a man's man. He was bisexual, and so his kids talk about that a little bit. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. All right, speaking well, of... Got big nose. Speaking of uh, prosthetics, uh, one that featured prominently was Mrs. Doubtfire, and director Chris Columbus marked the film's 30th anniversary this month with a new interview in which he revealed that two million feet of film was shot during the making of the 1993 comedy because Robin Williams, as you can imagine, Robin Williams improvised so much dialogue. Right, right, right. He said early on in the uh, the process, uh, he went to me, hey boss, the, the way I like to work, if you're up for it, is I'll give you three or four scripted takes and then let's play. He said he wanted to improvise and that's exactly how we shot every scene. We would have exactly what was scripted and then Robin would go off and it was something to behold. He said the poor script supervisor said, remember this is the early 1990s. She wasn't typing what he was saying. She was handwriting it and Robin would change every take. So Robin <laughs> would go to a place where he couldn't remember much of what he said and we would go to the script supervisor and ask her and sometimes she didn't even get it all. Often he would literally give us a completely different take than what we did uh, during the written takes and Columbus said on several occasions Robin improvised so much dialogue that he used up all the film that was loaded into the camera. He said, That's I got, problem. he said, I got to the point that I had to shoot the entire movie with four cameras to keep up with him. None of us knew what he was going to say when he got going, and so I wanted a camera on the other actors to get their reactions. He said the studio was loving what they were seeing. Uh, did they watch everything? I don't think so. We shot almost two million feet of film on that picture. So he still has apparently over 900 boxes full of footage that includes outtakes and never before seen clips from behind the scenes of the movie. So he's got it. They, they, are they working on a documentary or he something? He said that he is hoping to turn all that footage into a documentary. Right, right. You should. He said he would like to hire an mm-hmm. editor to go in and look at all of that footage. He said we want to show Robin's process. So there's something special and magical, magical about how he went about his work and I think that it would be fun to delve into it. I wonder how much of the movie is true to the actual script. In other words, do we see is right. most of what we're seeing the actual script? Yeah, good yeah. question. How much of it did they end up using the right. just off the cuff uh, stuff? I mean, like you know, thinking about uh, the lobster when he's in the uh, in the and he's like, I am not a crook, and he starts going through. It's like where that is so random. <laughs> that has you know nothing to do with it. So, um, Steve, I was telling you and Nick, there's a, a documentary. Uh, about this cult, it's called yes. it's called Love Is One, uh, Mother God, and it's about this cult and this woman who believes that she is uh, the, the the creator, and believe it or not, Robin Williams is a big part of it. How so? In she believes that he is an angel oh, that is guiding right. her. <laughs> it's just it's. I saw the. Bizarre. It's on Max. It's on it Max. Right, so I saw the uh, the teaser for it. It looks awesome. Yeah, the ec- second episode just came out. It All is. Right. It's messed up. And she but believes I'm like, Robin Williams is an is like an archangel, literally yeah. like the right hand guy, wow. almost uh, to. All things spiritual and guiding us. It's very wild. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's worth checking out. I was showing it to Rochelle last night, and her jaw was like, 
wide open the whole time. Like, I can't believe these people. All right, moving on. Uh, Mandy Moore and her husband, Taylor Goldsmith, are celebrating their fifth wedding anniversary. Yay! Uh, the This Is Us star shared a photo and video of her family to Instagram over the weekend and wrote, five years down. Sorry this declaration of love is late, but uh, we've been moving and juggling two kids together all day. I hate you. <laughs> There's nowhere else I'd rather be and on no one else I'd rather be with. I hate you. I hate you more than anything in this damn world. I said, I don't know what I did to deserve this life with you, but I live in gratitude every day. Happy anniversary. Happy. And you like Mandy Moore a lot because she's in that. You watch that show, right, Kathy? Yeah, I do. This is us. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, she was. um, This be us? No, I just saw you saw her in like a different. Just a different way. She right. got, it was a little annoying uh, in the middle, but uh, they started out strong and then they ended really well. You were mostly not annoying, Mandy. Yeah. Well, they're happy. Yeah. Are we happy? We're so happy to hear they're happy. Uh, I had mentioned Twilight earlier. Director Catherine Hardwick uh, appeared on a recent episode of the Happy Sad a Confused podcast. Spoke about attending Robert Pattinson's 37th birthday party. She said, I went to Rob's birthday party recently and I kind of crashed with my friend Tony Collette, who had just done a movie with him. Uh, we had a fun thing. And then apparently uh, Kristen Stewart crashed it too, she said. And that was just a few months ago. It was and like it, a reunion. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, we all hugged each other and oh my god so is, oh my god <laughs> this is so crazy and cool she said and uh, when Kristen watching Rob's birthday she's like Catherine Rob's birthday what's going on and I go I kind of crashed it with Tony and she goes well I crashed it too so they all had a great time together. amazing time they had it together was a, it was a bit of a, a reunion of sorts you know what she also directed Preston is uh, two episodes of this is us Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So all this seems to be nonsense, but it all ties together. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. Um, so <laughs> Maury Povich is blown away. He can't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Or Chris Farley. Farley, too. Uh, Padma Lakshmi uh, and Blackish creator uh, Kenny Barris were spotted holding hands Ooh. in New York City on oh Sunday. Oh, my yeah. God. What does Maury Povich think? Barking romance. Oh, right. my God. Yeah. <laughs> It was so good, he doesn't even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, a source told people they met through work. Uh, they are developing something together and are getting to know each other. Uh, it's very new, apparently. It's very new and but magical. The Top Chef host was last linked to poet Terrence Hayes uh, before announcing uh, that she, in 2021, that she is now single. Yeah, she split from Salman Rushdie, yes? Yeah, yeah, so that's a while ago, I think. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Nev Campbell isn't holding a grudge when it comes to the Scream franchise proceeding without her. Deadline reports that the Wild Things actor spoke about walking away from Scream 6 due to feeling undervalued in terms of pay while at Monster Mania Con earlier this month. She said, I actually thought that they did a really good job. I think the cast are really powerful, wonderful actors. Uh, she was talking about the latest film. She right. said, I don't wish these movies ill will. I wanted the movie to be good. It's not like I'm sitting in my house going, I hope it sucks, I hope it sucks, I hope it doesn't do well. I care about the people involved. What's your relationship like with Maury Povich? Uh, there's something at the top. <laughs> oh, of, my God. Who only thinks you about, don't want to talk about it. money, and that's their prerogative. <laughs> so. 
Uh, this is fun. According to uh, Us Weekly, Sony Pictures Entertainment released a video uh, yesterday announcing that Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio are going to star in the next installment of the Karate Kid oh franchise <laughs> together. Because he was in the re- the remake, Jackie Chan. That must have blown Poage away. Yeah, he was just. Oh extra. my god! <laughs> um, I will tell you this. Um, did you like that movie that uh, Jackie Chan did? It was the remake. I only saw it one time a long time yeah. ago. And I remember, okay. I remember just not being, not hating it yeah. and not really loving it. So, it's not you know. the original, man, bro. Yeah. So, uh, it, they said in the video, uh, Jackie Chan said, Hi, everyone. We've got big news. And Machio added, We're starring in a new Karate Kid movie together. And then Jackie revealed that they are looking for the next Karate Kid. Machio said, That's right. The global search for the star of our new film starts right now. So let's wax on, wax off, everybody. So the question is, will it have some of the tone of Cobra Kai? Yeah, good question. Uh, the film is scheduled to hit theaters on December 13th of 2024. Uh, so that would actually, that'd be a fairly quick turnaround if they it would be it yes. now and film yeah. it and have it out by then. I mean, well, uh, that's something, uh, look, at uh, all you need to know is Maury Povich's response to that turnaround. It's yeah, amazing. He can't believe it at all. Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, Jim Carrey is denying the reports <laughs> that he is reprising his role as a Grinch for a sequel to the Good. 2000 movie. Uh, a rep told the actor to people, uh, a rep for the actor told people on Tuesday, uh, there's no truth to Jim reprising his role as a Grinch in a sequel to The Grinch. I didn't like that. It was okay. The movie, you know, yeah. it was actually pretty good. The one that was with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, the uh, animated version. Oh, really? I yeah, never they, saw they that. They did another one that was very uh, Chuck Jones-ish, and Benedict Cumberbatch was very funny as the Grinch. Still wild that Taylor Momsen was in that Oh, movie. my God. Now she's <laughs> oh, my God. Full-on rock star. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, she had an Instagram post the other day where she was showing some nipple. Oh, really? Like like half a nip, like oh. enough to get by. I was oh, love yeah, her. I saw that. Did you oh, see that? Holly oh, nipple. Hobbit <laughs> just rubbing one out. Yeah, she was like kind of showing her abs maybe, but yeah, I think it, the only thing we looked at was her nipple. Yeah, she was trying to show that she's she's definitely toned up, but but there's a half a nip there for sure, and I was kind of surprised. Hmm. But uh, we love her Thanksgiving. She's awesome, yeah. Free the nipple. Uh, last story. John Hamm detailed the process behind achieving his pierced nipples oh. for the fifth season of Fargo while speaking on a recent panel. He said, I have to have some very blue latex put on my nipples and then they cast a resoundingly lifelike pair of nipples, which they then pierced and placed over my own nipples and we shot said nipples. This is his quote. <laughs> Uh, according to Variety, he added, uh, the crew doesn't get enough credit, but there was a dedicated nippleologist mm-hmm. on the set in order to handle that. He's so. in uh, the new Mean Girls movie. He Is plays he? the gym oh, teacher. He's the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. He's, he's great in season three of uh, The Morning Show. He's uh, sort of this Jeff Bezos uh, type. Of, he's a media conglomerate. Oh. Uh, he's trying to buy UBN, and uh, yeah, he's right. terrific. All right, we are now ready for your clips. Your lucky day follows a dispute over a winning lottery ticket that turns into a deadly hostage situation. In this clip, director Dan Brown gives a rundown of what the whole film is about. The basic concept is um, a man, wealthier man, wins the lottery. He does it right in front of somebody else who would like that money for himself, and he robs him. And then you sort of have like a, you know, basically a hostage situation with everybody who is in the store at the same time. There's a cop who comes around the corner. 
things just kind of spiral out of control, and we just sort of watch what people are willing to do for $156 million. I don't, I don't, want to, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, your lucky day is now streaming on Prime, and here's our next clip. Rustin is a biographical drama film about a bi- Bayard Rustin? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, the advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. and how he is all but erased from the civil rights movement that he helped build. And here, director George C. Wolfe talks about the different layers to this film. Bayard, who has been always out as a, in terms of a 1963 definition of an out gay man, you know, there are things that the FBI in particular have dug up about him and are threatening. So it feels like there's a pressure, there's pressure coming from all different directions. Plus, they're trying to pull off the world's, this country's largest peaceful protest in eight weeks. Yeah! So, Bayard, okay, is how you pronounce his name. Interesting, I don't know the story, and therefore the film. I am vaguely familiar with the story. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Uh, it's some fascinating stuff that they're becoming aware of now as documents are released and FBI documents are, are released to the public. So, and I guess this is Netflix? Uh, yes, and okay. it, it's out now, so you okay, can, I definitely want to see can it. check it out over the uh, the holiday weekend. This fired guy was born in uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Oh, what? Uh, I just clicked on his Wikipedia. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm very intrigued then. There were movies opening today. Did you get the list? No. Uh, Gosh. Well, I didn't check because it's not Friday. Well, it's the the, the Wednesday of Thanksgiving. It's yeah. a big uh, movie rollout day. Right, I just yeah. wanted to apprise you of that. I got you. Like Frozen 2 was huge this Frozen weekend. Frozen 2 was enormous. All right, we can do the clips. Napoleon, historical biography starring Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, and Ben Miles details the checked, checkered rise and fall of the iconic French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, we see his relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his one true love, Josephine, showcasing his visionary military and political tactics against some of the most dynamic practical battle sequences ever filmed. Wow, two hours and 38 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide theater release and Rotten Tomato score clocks in at 68%. Also, the movie Wish, animated fantasy with Chris Pine, Ariana DeBose, and Alan Tudyk. Uh, welcome to the magical kingdom of Rosas, where Asha, a sharp-witted idealist, makes a wish so powerful that it is answered by a cosmic force, a little ball of boundless energy called Star. Together, Asha and Star confront a most formidable foe, foe the ruler of Rosas, King Magnifico, to save her community and and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars, wondrous things can happen. Ooh. Hour and 32 minutes long. Rated PG wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score at 51%. Also opening is Good Burger 2. It's a kid's comedy starring Keenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell, Lil Ray Howery, uh, Dexter Reed, and cashier Ed reunite at fast food restaurant Good Burger with a hilarious new group of employees. It's an hour and 46 minutes long. Rated PG. Streaming today, by the way, on Paramount. Plus, no score available from Rotten Tomatoes. And then finally, the movie Genie opens. Uh, it's a fantasy starring Melissa McCarthy, Papa Esidu, uh, and Mark Maron. Uh, 
after millennia of being summoned to grant wishes of gold doubloons and hot babes for greedy men, Flora is accidentally called to service by Bernard Bottle, whose life is unraveling around him. And Bernard's been so busy working that he has lost sight of his marriage to his wife, Julie, and the childhood of his younger daughter, Eve. Uh, when Bernard misses Eve's birthday 12 days before Christmas because of where Julie decides it is time for a trial separation. And then Bernard's tyrannical boss fires him. Alone in his New York City apartment, a despondent Bernard dusts off a jewelry box he finds in their home and unintentionally releases the one entity who just might be able to help him get his family back. Hour and 32 minutes long, rated PG. It is streaming on Peacock and there's no score available for that particular one either. And there you go. There you go. Movies for you this weekend, friends. All right, with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have a number of guests on the show today, including Chef Jen Carroll for your Thanksgiving preparation and comedian Mike Vecchione will be here. Fox Good Day, Secret Text Red, all these things. We're going to wrap up the week in fine form. Going to take a quick break and come right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR welcomes June 11th at the link, the legendary Rolling Stones. Don't get angry with me. MMR's 13 Days of the Stones. Your shot every day to win free tickets for 13 straight days. Just listen for the Stones song of the day. And the 25th caller goes to the show. And making it easy for you to win, check out the cheat sheet at WMMR.com. Tickets on sale Friday, December 1st at 10 a.m. For ticket info and another chance to win, head to WMMR.com. Plus, next Friday at 7, it's Jackie Bam Bam's special Rolling Stones edition of You Call It Friday Night. A show where you can always get what you want. This is your chance to see the Stones live in concert from the station that's well aware it's only rock and roll. And gosh darn it, we like it too. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Do an accident in the left lane, Route 29, uh, Thunder Road. The left lane is blocked uh, with a down traffic signal, but they've been able <clears throat> to reopen some of the lanes there. And this traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Prep for Thanksgiving at Whole Foods Market with sales on frozen turkey, classic sides, and more through November 28th. Shop today. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMS. Caddy with the traffic! Traffic's <laughs> talking about Thunder Road. Need it when you're heading down Thunder Road, man. Definitely. Well, Grand Station <laughs> is one I got confused with. Um, I would. There's there's a story that I want to share with you guys, and it's going to seem like a bizarre file story. And it kind of, I thought about putting it in the bizarre file, but I thought it might be more interesting to chat about this and see if anybody's had a similar situation. So I'll I'll, I'll read this as written. So a woman named Angela Presti uh, was getting ready to deck her first real Christmas tree with her daughter. So she found the perfect one at a lodge, brought it to the house, started decorating. A few hours later, though, she noticed on the side of her face, uh, it was swollen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she wrote it off as maybe TMJ or stress or something like that, but it kept getting worse. She said, my cheek was hot and itchy. And then she noticed her hands, feet, and tongue were swollen as well. Oh, That's no. heavy duty. She said, my sl- my tongue, she said, I, I couldn't swallow. My throat started closing and my breathing was wheezy. Where's the hair? 
So she called her father, who rushed her to a medical center. She collapsed when she got there, and medical staff gave her uh, epinephrine. And she said they knew it was an allergic reaction right away and kept asking me what I had eaten. She said, but I knew it was the Christmas tree. And that didn't surprise him. It's estimated about 7% of the population suffer from what is known as Christmas tree syndrome. You guys ever heard of this before? You mentioned the story. Last night, and I was doing as I was doing prep for um, this. Uh, it, it popped up in another story, Preston. I had never heard of it until you mentioned it last night. So it's. I, I was surprised to find out that it is fairly common in, I guess, the ER. And if anybody has had this or is aware of this or seen someone uh, come down with this, let us know. 215-263-WMMR. But it's an allergic reaction not to the tree, but typically mold spores that come from the tree. Oh, and yes. can, it, can it not produce sort of delirious reactions. Probably. Yeah, because yeah. there was a story that I was reading where the woman, <laughs> this same syndrome, Preston, believed her tree was trying to kill her. Oh, really? Yes. I'll send I mean, you the story. Was. She, yes. she was well, I mean, technically, yes, you can die from, from mold. Steve, but Branchy came to yeah, life. Branchy. Comes to life right before and tries I'm to back. kill her. No, you got rid of me, didn't you? This doesn't surprise me, though. I mean, it's an allergic reaction to something that lives outside. I mean, there are plenty of things that people are allergic to, um, you know, different parts or different times of the year, you know, throughout the season. So this this is not surprising to me. I mean, uh, I'd be interested to see how many people it's happened to. You're not surprised by it, but had you ever heard of this? No, no. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of, like, finding insects, finding, yes. you know, animals or creatures or... or, or uh, whatever, an infestation occurs because you brought a tree into the house. Uh, Never mold spores with the tree causing this kind of reaction. Yeah. Allergist uh, Samuel Friedlander said it's pretty common and can cause trouble breathing and skin rash. Uh, typically, the mold forms after the tree is cut and bundled. Often they get wet on the lot yeah. or, or during transportation, oh. and that's a perfect environment for the mold to start growing. Some studies found that more than 50 types of different mold are on Christmas trees. Yay! But the most common types were uh, Aspergillus, which can be dangerous to those with uh, compromised immune systems. You're making that really expensive Christmas tree, fake Christmas tree look good here. I know, Kath. Um, so I've had a number of, I, I'm allergic to everything, uh, and I've had a number <laughs> of tests done or whatever, but mold spores are what, um, so when, when they do the, at least the test that I had, um, they kind of like, they scratch you with it or they inject a little bit of it, and the mold spore came back three days in a row. Like they, when I went back, they were like, well, it, it probably would come back the next day. I'm like, no, three days later, it was still there. So I'm That's wondering, insane. but I'm wondering if this is something. Like if, if my tree had mold on it, would something like this happen to me? Probably, and it'll probably happen this year because we talked about it. But right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is that it? Is it, it like if you have some sort of reaction to mold, and and I guess you're touching the tree and you know decorating and all that, and it gets on your skin? Here's the story: woman woman believes her Christmas tree tried to kill her hours after. Uh, let me just hold this up here. Hours after uh, Angela Presti. Yeah, this is the same story, Presti. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, but it, but it says. Um, uh, that okay, yeah. She she uh, they add an element of of sort of a delusional reaction. They might have just tagged that onto it or interpreted her belief that the 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 mold was killing her. Yeah, but, possibly. But I mean, uh, yeah, I've uh, that is wild. And that's a, that's a fairly decent amount percentage wise of people getting this. You can also find uh, 
penicillium and uh, cladosporium, uh, known to cause skin infections and allergic symptoms as well. So every year we get a syphilis wreath, and <laughs> and uh, and on it's purpose. one of our favorite things. Yeah, okay. yeah. They, if you go to the back, usually of, of your uh, Christmas tree lot, there is the uh, the uh, STD. Sure, uh, I bet wreaths. because after you have company over, it's fun to watch them scratch their genitals. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and then invariably, someone walks into the room and says, "Dad, can I talk to you for a minute?" Yeah, Nick, do you still get a real tree? Um, no, we got a new, new, a new, uh, fake one last year and, uh, against my wishes, uh, but that's fine. I understand the point of getting the fake tree and it lasts a long time. Uh, so so am I the only, I'm the only one that still gets a, well, and, okay, and actually, it, wait, it, I shouldn't it, even it, say that last year I put up a fake tree and I'm going back to real this year. So, oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. well, I'll tell you this. I would love to do the, the real tree, but it, the perfect place for displaying in my house is right in front of a large yeah, old yeah. style radiator. <laughs> that tree would go up in a second. Save your house. Yeah. I've always been, my, my family's always been fake tree my, since I was a little kid. So it's oh, from, what I grew up with. We used to have for, for a while there, we used to have a, a real tree, uh, a fake tree outside and a real, a real tree, tree inside. inside. Yeah, That's great. So the reason I'm going back to the real tree is um, not necessarily the way it looks because I thought my tree was pretty last year, the fake uh. one uh, that I have. But because um, when you go to uh, get your Christmas tree and, you know, the, they cut the bottom for you and uh, they'll cut some of the branches off. I take those branches and, uh, you know, I'll decorate my planters and all of that outside. And then after the holiday season, I cut up the tree and I redo all of my planters and they last through the rest of the winter and I didn't have that last year and it really, really... You could do both though. We 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 do a we do a real tree up in my wife's room. Like like a smaller real tree. Yeah, I mean listen, yeah. I, I'm just saying that right. is my reason is so that I continue <gasps> I can cut up my tree, I can use the branches and I can continue to decorate my planters this outside. activities. I'm gonna go to some calls exactly. here in a second. By the way, so we just got a brand new we've had the, the same fake tree for ages. We just got a brand new one. It's really nice. Uh, from from Balsam Hill. Balsam. I had to have a uh, co-signer. Right, uh, exactly. Preston, Balsam Hill. <laughs> yeah. Dude. You look at some of those prices as I bought. But I'll tell you this. It's an investment. I, We're going to use it for years and years and years. Yes. And maybe, you know, yeah. I bought a, a long time. Balsam, Balsam Hill outdoor tree that lasted for like 12 years through all sorts of weather conditions. So they're made to last. You, yeah. you, it's a good investment. So a few years ago, Preston, I um, toyed with getting like a really nice one like that or continuing to do the real, you know, whatever I was going to do. And I looked at I looked at Balsam Hill, Preston, and even after the season, they're like, purchase it after the season. No, it never went on sale. It oh. was still the price. Oh the my God. We, got, we, we did the Black Friday sale. I yeah. still had to take out a mortgage yeah. uh, on this thing. But it's you ridiculous. got a rocking tree that does all the lights and everything. The deal was we were going to buy a new one. I'm like, let's get a good one yeah. that we're going nice to love one, yeah. and it's in, and it's going to hold up. So so we went ahead and we, we splurged. Did you ask for the uh, for the mold spores add-on package? Yes, that's, yeah. um, that, that comes extra. Yeah. And we really this love year, the mold. We're not going to do it. But <laughs> speaking of all that, I'm going to go to these calls, but we have one. He's a busy man. Hey! Of course, we're speaking about uh, things that can affect you medically, so we go to our uh, source of true and accurate information from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Sarigno. Hey! Dr. Mike, good morning. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's the now, problem? Listen, the, now, the oh bottom line my is that God. Uh, <laughs> as temperature warms, 
you're going to see more and more of this. You're going to see more allergies, more spores, more growth of biologic material because the temperature is rising. Not only with this, but even Lyme disease, and it, it's getting uh, worse by the year. And, and so if you have a history of asthma or allergies or eczema or anything that is allergic or allergy-mediated, you, you might want to consider getting an artificial tree uh, because you just don't know what you're getting. And again, with all the, the moisture and the, the warmer temperatures, that's what's happening. Okay. So, you know, our own Connor works at a, uh, a Christmas tree lot. Mm-hmm. You're basically saying, uh, sorry, Connor, you're going to have to be in a soup kitchen this holiday season because you're going to make no money. Is there a way, Dr. Mike, if you do get a tree into the house to sort of treat it in a way that might eliminate any risk from mold spores or anything of that nature? Well, I think, in my humble opinion, what you want to do is when you get the tree, you want to get a a real good look at it, make sure that it's really fresh, hasn't been sitting there for a long time. Good point. Uh, And... And and I think if you if if it looks healthy and you really want a tree, then then get a real tree. I'm not trying to put anybody out of work. I'm just saying if you have allergies there or asthma, yeah. uh, then then you might want to be like Kathy. I, I don't as your healthcare advisor. Like I, I would consider getting a really nice artificial tree. We have an artificial tree that's really hey, nice. Hey, this is the man that cares for you, Kathy. Doctor, no, yeah, I know. I wanted to hear if you if you had ever heard of that term, uh, Christmas tree syndrome, before. I have to tell you no, but I do have patients that around the holidays, Mm -hmm. they do get a lot of allergy symptoms because not only are there trees, but there are reeds and there are lots of uh, biologic material that is brought into the house. Uh, Even, hey, fireplaces, one of the biggest sources of particulate matter in the house, fireplaces, it's Tremendous, and remember when they had the storms up in Canada? Uh, is that that's an extreme example of of the the, the amount of material that you can breathe into your lungs. And they've done electron microscopic examinations of this, and it, it's a real deal. So um, this is the time of year where you have to be. Uh, look, you just have to be careful. You get symptoms, especially if you have bad allergies uh, or what we call anaphylactic reactions, then you need to have an EpiPen with you at all times. I want you to do a Hallmark movie, Dr. Mike, called A Hazmat Christmas. Dude, you know what would be great is if you hung those on the tree as decorations or EpiPens. <laughs> EpiPens. Just I in love case. it. All right, Dr. Mike, we appreciate the advice yeah. as always. We love have, you. have a great Thanksgiving, buddy. You too. Love you. Love, love you. you. He's right. He's right. If you have any sort of sensitivity to stuff like that, an artificial tree is probably the way to go. You don't know. Uh, Apparently, Pancake has those issues. Somebody said he was talking about it on the air. His kids are are allergic to uh, uh, some of the, I I guess, mold, or maybe they've had an experience with a Christmas tree before like that. I'm going to go to some calls. I have Jenna on the line. Hi, Jenna. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Great. What's up, Jenna? Um, so my son was born a week before Christmas, and we already had our tree up and everything. We always got a, a real tree. Um, we brought him home because he spent a week in the NICU, so he came home Christmas Eve. And his cheeks started swelling. They turned bright red, and he started getting a runny nose as a newborn. So we took him back to the ER. They tested him for everything. They did a spinal tap for meningitis. Oh, holy crap. 
yeah, um, allergic to the mold spores on the Christmas trees. Oh. So for the last 10 years, we've been getting, we get a fake tree. We get one every couple of years, but uh, okay. yeah, no more real trees in our house. Okay. Well, yeah, if, wow. if someone's sensitive to it, obviously, it's the, and you're, you have a, I'm sure you have a wonderful time. You can get those. Kathy, you love those air-scented uh, candles. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jenna. Yeah, oh. I will say that the smell, that that was gone, obviously. And yeah, um, yeah my, just my, my planters, I, I can't, I can't do it without them. Uh, so here, far, I haven't had a problem. Here's a text, by the way. It says, I have a, an artificial tree that was bought in 1996, and it lasted longer than my marriage. <laughs> and how do I know this? Uh, because my ex-wife still puts it up every year. Ah, All right, funny. let me go to, uh, I have Joe on the phone. Hi, Joe. Morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Joe? Um, same thing. My wife has it. I never heard that term before, but... She has it. When I first met her, you know, brought her around Christmas down to my mom's house. We always had a, a tree growing up. Yeah. She couldn't be in the house for no longer than like 20 minutes. It just, it just got her. That's crazy. So, so that, that quickly she has a reaction, Joe. Yeah. We have it in a city, you know, you walk through the front porch and you walk past the tree and 10 minutes later, she's breaking out. She's scratching. She's, she had to leave the house. So then she tells me, oh, I'm allergic to Christmas trees. Well, 20 years later, we've had about four fake Christmas trees and about $10,000 worth of candles and <laughs> stuff to make the house smell like a real fake tree. So let me ask you, so the, the candles don't bother her? The candles don't bother her. She actually likes the smell, but she just can't smell it. That's okay. She loves the smell. Yeah. Like I, Home Depot sells these like little candles, these little tree sticks that I buy. Yeah. Um, I buy them by the case because I, I just put them all around the house and I love the smell. And, okay. Um, L- you know, it's... It stinks. She's a Grinch. It stinks. Let me ask you, Joe, if you go out to, like, um, a forest or, um, you know, if you're out in a a, a forest where it's been raining or whatever, does she have any reaction when she's out and about? We we live, actually, I live near Preston. We go, there's a bunch of tree farms near there. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, we go every year. We walk around the tree farms. We, you know, walk around. She's fine. I guess maybe it just might be the enclosed area. That Probably. Be. Maybe. We'll yeah. Go we'll go to tree farms and look at trees, look at the lights, look at the the stuff I can't have. And she teases me every year with it. So <laughs> You bring her around right. like Hannibal Lecter on a gurney. Yeah. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. By the way, Steve, in this article, it says the mold forms after the tree is cut and bundled. There you go. And then they get wet. So out in the uh, yeah, open, it, it might be not fine. be the same as, you know, how mold right. can happen if, if these things get wet and they, they are enclosed. So a lot of times that, that helps to, um, you know, uh, create the, I guess, the, the growth. I'm not sure. True. A lot of times, they well, the, the tree... Area, the tree farms that I would go to, or you know, the the the, the areas they uh, they're displayed, they're open, they're you know, they're not already pre bundled, you know. And sometimes people, I, I don't know, I, when it's if they bundle it up for the trip home and then you open it up and let it air out a little bit, that could help mitigate it. Yeah, but I bet you a lot of those trees, a lot of them uh, get shiftless. No, they get shipped in, so they're, oh, they're yeah. bundled. Yeah, they bundle them and up. They open them once they True. get there to display them for people. Yeah, Good I would point. think after the, after the mold grows, you're just forget you're, it. Even if you open it up and air it out, I would imagine it's still going to be a problem. I'm going to go to Karen. Hi there, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. How hey. are you guys? Good. What's up, Karen? Well, I wound up, um, we've had live trees forever and ever, and um, this, a couple of years ago, I had, uh, because of COVID and everything, I had a lot of time to use up from work, and so I was home more often around the holidays, and we had gotten our tree early, got it all set up and everything, and by uh, New Year's Day, 
I was in the hospital. Whoa! Okay. Woke up in the middle of the night. I couldn't breathe. I um, had vertigo really bad. And I thought, this is really strange. Am I having a stroke or am I actually, you know, is this vertigo? I've never had any of this before. And um, wound up that uh, after we, we got home, I took the tree down and my sister-in-law had the same thing happen to her. And she said, you're allergic to your tree. She said, honest to God, it's just forcing your tree and you've been home more often and stuff. She said, you are definitely allergic to your tree. Wow. So ever since then, and I also wound up with like a bit of um, AFib too because of it. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> it's a yeah, nightmare it's like- from a Christmas tree. Yes, from the Christmas tree. And only because I oh, have oh, oh. time to use up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm home now more through the holidays than I've ever been, you know, because I'm usually working all the time. Hmm. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I was just so disappointed because I love my fresh trees. Well, it does sort of ensure you'll be home for the holidays because you're in hospice, right? You're, you're there. To me, that, uh, wow, that is such a risk. So. Uh, and to realize that all at once, I mean, did you get AFib from that? I, well, it drew me into, I guess, because of the way that my body was reacting to the uh, vertigo and everything, huh. too. They weren't sure if it was, you know, kind of like a stroke going on. And wow. They, they just could not figure it out. They wow. had no clue. And so after, you know, all this, I got rid of the tree. And I, it, I said it made sense because I was home so much. Yeah, no, it does make sense. Interesting. Uh, we, we have a dilemma at home, Preston, because we actually Thanks, hang man. burning toast from our tree. Oh, my goodness. And so we all think Feels we're having like strokes. Yeah. By the way, if you can't bring it to yourself to get a uh, an artificial tree because you've had a, a real tree your life and you have this issue, you can always convert to Judaism. There you go. Yes. So you there you go. go for that. There's, there get, a, get an actual menorah. Actual yeah. options out there. Uh, I never heard the term Christmas tree syndrome no. before. Yeah. Uh, and it may be, you may be sensitive to mold if you've got a, uh, if you've ever had a problem and correlated it with a, with a Christmas tree, that may be what the problem is. What so, if Santa ever develops that? Oh my God. We're Holy Jesus. Screwed. I feel like I'm having a stroke. Yeah. Alright, so anyhow, thank you for your calls. I appreciate it. Just a heads up on that, we need to take a break because we're going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. Mm-hmm. We'll do that when we return, as well as get into uh, the B file. We got some connoisseur stuff coming up. We have celebrity chef Jen Carroll and more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. 
Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll go on Fox. Good day in a moment. I want to mention MMR's big friggin' deal this week because you can get two tickets to Yuletide at Devon, a European-inspired Christmas festival for just $35 a half-price deal. That might be a good activity. I went there this week. Um, they had a media night, and it was great. Cool. You can go to WMMR.com and get that now. We're going to go on Fox. Good day. Here we go. I think people are feeling sorry for me, Preston, because uh, a lot of people have invited me over for dinner tomorrow, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, and... Do I need to take a hostess or host gift? Yes. Yes, I, I, I've i learned this. It, uh, I, I don't think of it. I don't do it myself, but my wife is in charge of that, and it happens every single time. And I have to say, when we get people to come over and somebody brings a gift, I'm always pretty it's, happy. It's nice, that. right? <laughs> yes, you always should. If you're being invited to dinner, you need to bring something. It can be a bottle of wine. It can be flowers. It could be a, a new pet. Don't ever show up <laughs> empty-handed. It could bring a dog. Bring, bring a, a dog. puppy. Right. Yeah. Bring you like dogs? I brought yeah. your dog. Yeah. No, don't ever show up anywhere yeah. empty-handed. That's a good rule. Of yeah, I mean, well, if you're... I did see a survey, and you're right. Number one and number two, uh, flowers and, or a bottle of wine. Right, or right. A candle. I'm big on candles. candles. Yeah, it doesn't have to be something huge, but just walk in with something in your hand that you're handing them and saying, thank you for having me. A piece of cheese. A piece of cheese. A, a, a loose piece yeah, of cheese that a, you pull out of your pocket. Single. I brought this for you. Yeah, I even unwrapped it. Yeah. Who don't like cheese? Yeah. I'm Preston. <laughs> What do you want to get if you have people over? Uh, bourbon, without question. Yeah. Uh, the bourbon man. That's all there is to it. Bourbon and golf balls. Bring those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bourbon and balls. Yeah. Bourbon and balls. They go together. <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, hand in hand indeed. Uh-huh. Um, well, Mike, what were you thinking of bringing? Because when he asked me, so I have to bring something? And then I suggested things. I don't want to bring that. That's what everybody brings. Well, surely. Yeah, I, that would be. I think what everybody brings is fine. I think a bottle of wine. I think something like that. And, and listen. What about a bakery? that You, you happen to know a bakery that makes a, a wonderful oh. dessert or something that's a little bit uh, out of the, the, you know, the, the norm. Now, I did read something okay. you should not bring because I've, I've I've been what? firearms. No, not firearms. <laughs> well, that's well, that maybe uh, ammunition. No, uh, you like bullets? No, it's, it's like home decor, like like a, a, yeah. a something to hang up because your yeah. taste might not be their taste. You your place I mean? is such a dump. I brought this for you. Right? No, you're right. It, yeah. I then you that, feel obligated right. to put it up, and you don't like it. You know what I mean? Right? Like yeah. It's a, a painting or something no, like that. No, no. But the yeah, stuff that I, I think people are reticent to bring something that can contribute to the meal. 
But I mean, if you're bringing something that's right. kind of cool, like uh, you know, uh, whatever, like a, you know, a place that it makes the most incredible uh, linza tarts or whatever, do that. I think that's fine. And I think it's fine to ask too, like, hey, what's your favorite type of drink or wine? Right. Yeah. So that way, it's more specific to the host, right? Yeah. And how many golf balls do you have in your right? <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring somebody who I met last night? Yes. Oh. Yes. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. This is Bambi. I met her on Spruce. Yeah. Have at it. She's yours. Well, she's the thing. She's working. Way to college. <laughs> Mike asked to come to my Thanksgiving dinner, and we accepted. And I was like, "Oh, never mind. I don't think I'm going to come." And I'm like, "What? What? We were expecting." I think it was just small talk on the TV show. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so Mike used that excuse. I don't think I said it in private. Oh, wow! <laughs> and we have a, a table set for him and everything, oh, guys. Wow. My poor mother is going to be so crushed. You two have so much unresolved stuff that's going on. You came to the camp out for hunger, and when our mics were off, these two were just bad about it, bad about it, bad about it. No, you said that. No, I said They're literally this. like girlfriends. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pent up passion. That's what it is. Of course. Here, here's the thing. By the way, uh, camp out for hunger. How, did, what was the final total? Uh, so in food, 1.7 million pounds of what? food raised, yeah, and yeah. Uh, just under a million dollars is what we brought. Oh in uh, as far as cash donations God. and some of that stuff is still coming in and being tallied by the way and by the way you guys were you guys were a part of that because you came down and, and took some time and we love seeing you down at the camp out and, and we thank you for your generosity yeah. well I'll take credit yeah, yeah. For the you could have brought some golf balls though <laughs> yeah for me <laughs> next time awesome uh, happy Thanksgiving happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving guys we'll see you soon yeah they were they were hilarious they, they were. came by in the evening we had a nice long chat with those guys on air but they were off air. No, you never said that. Yes, I did. I blah, 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 blah. And it was just back and forth. It was so funny to sit back and watch. They're really, they're really tight. They are. And, and clearly. And sometimes that doesn't happen yeah, uh, yeah, in, yeah. in the world of entertainment. And uh, and these two are just the best of friends. So yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a lot of fun to watch uh, and hang out with them. Uh, speaking of best of friends, I want to mention this really quick. Uh, just a funny, another little camp out for hunger story. Okay. Uh, so Jackie Bam Bam. Okay, well, I want to hear this. And this is just a real short thing. Jackie Bam Bam did a, a runaround on me and he went to one of my children to get my wife's phone number. Uh, oh. He could start texting. Her. Wow. He went around Why? me to one of my children to get my wife's phone number. He was spending a lot of time talking to Rochelle at the camp. He loves her, that? and she loves yeah, him, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it was so funny. I'm like, and my son, Carter, I'm like, you gave out your mom's phone number, you know, as on a, on a runaround on mm. me? It was so funny. Yeah, yeah. But I just, and I told her, and I go, oh, you get the text now. Oh, yeah. did she? Did she get oh, her first? She got, she got her first one last night. I didn't. I didn't you know what, what it was. An inexplicable picture of the console. No, yeah. sometimes it's just a, a picture of like his dad holding up yeah. a forty-five or something like that. <laughs> by that, I don't mean a gun. By yeah, yeah. that, I mean. <laughs> But stop, <laughs> stop texting me. <laughs> but somewhere record. in his mind, uh, it is connected to the person he's sending it yes. to. Yep. Sometimes the person receiving it doesn't always know what that connection is, but there's something there. Casey, you nodded when I said that that he got my number, or got Rochelle's number. Did he approach you for the number? Or no, something? no, okay. no. But he, I talked to him for a little while last night. He called me on his way into work, and he told me he tells me everybody he talks to. Yeah, yeah. So he told me he's like, I got Rochelle's number. <laughs> 
I thought it was so great. I, it'll it. be funny to have like like Claire will tell me things that Jackie like. Yeah. What? What? I, how, how, how do you? <laughs> yeah. How do you yep. know this? Yep. Jackie's he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a little sosh man. Yeah, he's, I love him. We he's, all he's love the him. best. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we do the B file, I want to do a shout out. This is uh, this is from uh, Diane Winter. She said, "Good morning, it. My husband and I are traveling up to Burlington, Vermont, to spend Thanksgiving with our kids. Long trips equal downloads of PNS podcasts. Yay! And I would love to shout out for my husband." Uh, Chip. Uh, he is truly a saint and the love of my life and our daughters treasure him. He might not know that. Would a shard out help? That is from his wife, Diane. So here's a shard for you guys and everybody else who was on the road to traveling. Please uh, be safe and get there and have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we can now do the beef. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly. For many years, Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow, live every week. Tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. A, all right, this is, a, this is a nice lengthy story here. A former Los Angeles area, uh, area Taco Bell employee is suing the company and a franchise owner after she claims a Christmas party at the fast food restaurant descended into a drunken mess that included open sex. At the Taco Bell? Okay, yeah. So we've all we've all been to a, a party yeah. where people have gotten out of hand at, at the Christmas party. We've all had sex at a Taco Bell. <laughs> Listen to this, man. Alana uh, Bechion, uh filed her lawsuit last week. She alleges that her supervisor invited her to the party, which uh, to the to the actual Taco Bell where she worked. Uh, she was encouraged to bring food or a potluck-style buffet for a potluck-style buffet, and her contribution was a bowl of guacamole. Now, this does come into play. Okay, I cannot uh, wait. So once she arrived, uh, Becky Ohm discovered uh, that her supervisor had covered the windows of the restaurant with wrapping paper and also covered the cameras for the lobby and the inside of the restaurant. Oh, man. She claims her supervisor provided alcohol to staffers, several of whom were overserved. And around midnight after Becky Ohm had stepped outside for a short time, she walked back into the restaurant and saw a co-worker having sex with his wife in front of everyone at the party. Oh, yeah. The co-workers... It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. The co-worker's wife was also kissing her female manager and another female co-worker at the same time. Uh, once the security cameras recovered, all bets were off. So this is starting to head into... Yeah. Orgy territory. They're making a run for the border. Uh, Becky Oma alleges that she first ran out of the restaurant, but then went back inside to retrieve her guacamole bowl, <laughs> only to find that her manager and the other co-worker involved in the sexual encounter were vomiting, and one threw up in the trash while the other vomited in her guacamole bowl. Oh, cricket. There's puke in my guacamole yeah. bowl. Sometimes you can't tell the difference. Becky Holmes said that she reported the incident to Taco Bell Human Resources. Mm-hmm. The manager and other co-workers involved in the sexual encounter were fired after their termination. Becky Holmes alleges that she was threatened and had her car window shattered by someone associated with her former co-workers. Taco Bell and the franchise, she said, did nothing about these threats and instead told her that they were transferring her to a new location rather than disciplining the employees who threatened her. Uh, Becky Ohm eventually quit, alleged that she has suffered actual consequential and incidental financial losses, and that Taco Bell violated anti-discrimination laws. So this is the lawsuit that she has against him. But that's a party at the Taco Bell, man. That's a 
Tear it up kind of time at the Taco Bell. Here's another person that was tearing it up a bit. A Twin Cities woman is suing Delta Airlines and an off-duty employee of a Delta subsidiary, a Delta subsidiary, claiming flight attendants were had overserved alcohol to a Wisconsin woman who then groped and kissed the passengers against her will. <laughs> I want to kiss you. Allison Petrie says that she informed a flight attendant mid-flight about the behavior, but instead of stopping it or reseating anyone, uh, they served the person a fifth can of wine. Uh-huh. Petrie said, you can't la- leave on an airplane. So if you're being assaulted, you really are dependent on the crew doing the right thing. And they didn't. And they continue to not do the right thing. Petrie said shortly after the woman boarded the plane, she told Petrie and other passengers next to her that she was a pilot and that she was going through a tough time. And apparently, I guess she was a pilot. Wow. But as she began consuming alcohol on the flight, Petrie said the woman grew more and more inappropriate, touching Petrie and even kissing her on the mouth despite being told to stop. So I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before deplaning, the woman groped Petri one last time. Wow. She said, she grabbed my butt, and I turned and I said, we are not doing that. Let's have some paint. Uh, Petri immediately informed the gate agent, then reported the incident to airport police. Meanwhile, surveillance video captured the off-duty worker falling on an escalator and being physically unable to get back up without help. The woman was initially criminally charged with fifth-degree criminal sexual assault, uh, sexual conduct, and disorderly conduct. A prosecutor dropped the sex sex charge, but the woman pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct with the agreement the case would be dropped after she served probation. Now, the civil complaint... Includes a photograph of the woman holding a vape pen. <laughs> Petri said she was puffing clouds of vape into the air with a flight attendant nearby. No one was stopping her from doing yeah, that. You can't do that. Now, they also had included the Facebook Messenger messages between the woman and one of the flight attendants who reached out to warn her about the complaint. She said, do you have any idea what she might have said, the woman asked. And the flight attendant said, you kissed her. She wanted to kiss her, so apparently. You want to kiss me? And uh, she said, oh, my God, I did. And she then the uh, the flight attendant writes back, yeah, you were pretty bombed. <laughs> oh, jeez. The flight attendant later tells the woman to, quote, stick with your story and then tells her that's when Delta questioned him. And he told them that he wasn't aware of any physical contact and did not serve her alcohol. So these people were lying Yeah, as of well. course. So yeah, after the fact. She's got a case. So between Taco Bell and that flight, what a... What a party. Yeah, totally. All right, and then we'll do one last uh, quick story. Uh, A New Zealand woman received a call from police officers after concerned citizens saw clumps of hair hanging out of the trunk of her car. Oh, boy. Fortunately, the hair belonged to a mannequin, not a real person that was in the trunk. Sophie Milne used the mannequin for hairdressing training, and everyone on the road saw the new do. Uh, police were relieved to, and encouraged the public to continue reporting anything suspicious. Uh, the police said, generally speaking, we can say that we'd always rather people call police if they have any concerns about suspicious behavior or concerns about anyone's safety. And that is what I have in the bizarre file nice. for you now. All right. We're going to take a break. Yeah. We're going to come back in a moment. Am I giving one of these away? Yes. We got enough for a connoisseur? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give a, this is cool, man. This is the number one rated Birds Home Tailgate Party. It is this Sunday at Live Casino before the birds take on Buffalo. We'll take, you have to be at least 21 years of age. We'll take caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. You're going to end up getting top shelf, all you can eat food and drink. Wow. E-Rock will be the DJ. Hollis Thomas will be the Birds Ambassador. And Philly Sports Trips, you 
your host. So visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. We'll set you up with this for Sunday. Call right now. We are going to take a break. We will be back in just a moment. So please stay with us. Greetings, good citizens. With Thanksgiving upon us, the thing I most look forward to is the traditions. Be it family, friends, food, and perhaps a beverage or two. And another tradition I really enjoy is connecting with MMR listeners during my annual Welcome Home broadcast on Thanksgiving Day. So tomorrow, starting at 10 a.m. Pierre Standard Time, join me live on the air or on the MMR app wherever you are, and I'll be taking quests, dedications, and holiday wishes for the MMR family coming together on Thanksgiving Day. And yes, I will serve up the traditional Alice's Restaurant at 10 a.m., noon, and a Pierre vinyl cut version at 2 p.m. So let's stuff our ears with great music and cheer before you stuff your face. And happy Thanksgiving from 93.3 WMMR. Well, we're headed into Thanksgiving, and even though we're going to have uh, Chef Jen Carroll on a little later on, we're going to talk more specific uh, Thanksgiving issues and, and maybe tips with her, but we're going to do some other stories in the form... With a, an email an from email. a listener who has a question. And oh, thought, for the connoisseur? Yes, uh, and and more specifically for Marissa. Oh. This says, hi, Marissa and Preston. So she received this as well. I'm not sure if this is a fact or I just imagine it, but I feel like it has been mentioned on the show that Marissa makes amazing cranberry sauce. Yeah. If there's any chance she would be willing to share that recipe or talk about it on Tomorrow's Connoisseur, that would be great, especially because that was one of the items that my sister asked us to bring for Thanksgiving. And she wrote, fantastic job to everyone uh, last week. Happiest of Thanksgivings to you all. That is from listener Sue. Very nice. So, Marissa, I don't know if you want to go through the recipe here or do you want to post it and, and have it up on uh, our website later on? I'm or? happy to share it on PrestonandSteve.com. It's actually from Driscoll's Raspberry. Oh, so it's it, it's from those guys. They put it. It's cranberries, and you mix in a little bit of orange, brown sugar, um, orange zest, orange juice, and you mix raspberries in at the very end. Cranberry sauce is so easy to make. Yeah. I was always intimidated by it, but for years, and then I made it, and I was like, wow, this is really simple. So yeah, this- for the most part, you just you you boil the cranberries yeah. and until they kind of pop, and 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 then you add sugar, and that's kind of it, that's right? Pretty much it. But and then- you can add some cinnamon mm-hmm. in there, and uh, I love the idea of raspberries. That's a great idea. And the yeah. orange obviously brings a nice little sweetness to it. Yeah. So, so this is the the recipe that, like, for example, the Toll House recipes on the, the Nessie's uh, package. This is the one that's on the uh, their their packaging? Exactly. It's when you pop open a little thing of raspberries, it's on the inside. But I'll there post it right now on uh, PrecedentSteve.com and it's available there. What <laughs> brand What brand is that again, Marissa? Driscoll's Raspberries. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna tie that into another story because um... <laughs> Second. Now you're the bondage king. No, I'm not a bondage king. Here we go. So, here you go. Here was the, the question. And this we'll, we'll keep this as the same segment here. All I, right. I won't do a, a movie clip just yet. Uh, but the question is raised. Are you team canned or team homemade when it comes to cranberry sauce? Because some people feel very, they have an attachment to the can. Like when you <laughs> take it out and it's still the shape of the can. Yeah. Some people love that. It still I has am, the ridges on it. Yes. I'm not morally opposed to it, but almost all the time homemade made by someone who can make it is superior yeah what, do you, what about you kathy i'm skipping both 
Okay, you do not cranberry sauce person. Doesn't even go on yeah. my plate. All right. Base. Team neither. Team neither. How about you, Nick? Uh, I'm the same boat as Steve. I, I prefer uh, homemade, but I'll, I'll take the can. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw a wrinkle at you guys. All right. It's only because it's my mom. She makes cranberry muffins. Ooh. Yeah, I'll do that. They are. Okay, Kath. Oh, next time, it's like uh, one of her Thanksgiving um, specialties. Steve, I think they are right up your alley. So now. here's the deal. I have had your mom's balls in my mouth. <laughs> and I know... Meatballs. Mom has balls. Yeah, meatballs. meatballs. Uh, the the uh, and and uh, uh, those muffins. And I would yeah. not normally like it, but uh, uh, let's have her take it out for a culinary are, spin. I'm all on board. Are there raisins in there? There are not. No, okay. they're just just cranberries. Raisins. Uh, you are almost raisins. No, I think there are fresh cranberries. Okay. Um, you know what? I'll get the recipe and and uh, maybe I can get it to Marissa. But yes, yeah, Steve, um, I'm going to send her that balls clip because she's going <laughs> to laugh her ass off. Obviously, Marissa <laughs> prefers the the. <laughs> The fresh, but the Preston, fresh. I was actually intimidated. I never had crammed, uh, canned because I thought it was gross. Uh-huh. So I never even had cranberry sauce until I had fresh. Okay. You know, when you're slapping together, when you're like on a... I remember like... You try to put together your first meal like that. It's such an easy thing. There's there's a bit of nostalgia attached to that. Yeah, cran, that can so. cran, uh, can cranberry. Yeah. So so I I like I prefer the the fresh. Uh, I think there's uh, a lot of times it's um, sweeter and also you have the whole cranberries that yeah. are in there. It's kind of nice. And sometimes people add things like orange zest in there, which makes it nice. Here's where, and in, in case you just don't like it at all, yeah. neither you, Kathy. Here's where I can't stand it and where I think it has no place. And it's a standard, and I'm, I'm, I'm bucking the trend here. <laughs> trend bucker. But when you, when you put cranberry sauce on one of those, uh, one of those Thanksgiving sandwiches, no. Oh. Right. So I, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, no, I don't. The, can I tell you something? No. no. I need to tell you something. What? Uh, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Uh, and I will tell it. you this. I had a, um, Turkey dinner pizza. I've mentioned this pizza many times. It was one of the entries, oh, yeah. a contest of the couch tomato. They had a little bit of cranberry sauce on it. All right. It stands against everything I think I would want, but a little bit, very little bit can work. For me, I don't know. I understand why you hate it. Ugh, it just doesn't. It doesn't gel with that. I know. Well, I think, but but some people love it. Those sandwiches no! pretty much come standard with that. No, no. All right, let's play a clip, and these are all Thanksgiving related clips for connoisseur. If you know what movie this is from, call and tell us. And here is our. Oh, this first one's the easy one. Awesome. All right, here we go. The heavenly aroma still hung heavy in the house, but it was gone. All gone. No turkey. No turkey. Sandwiches, no turkey salad, no turkey gravy, turkey hash, turkey a la king, or gallons of turkey soup. Gone. All gone. I like how she's crying in the back. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's not necessarily Thanksgiving, but turkey related. Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that's from. Order on. I'm very excited for this connoisseur, by the way. All right, how about this? I, uh, I I thought about saving this for maybe when Jen gets here, but I, I saw a recipe for, and, and I would imagine you can use any pretzel you want, but it says Auntie Anne's pretzel stuffing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's here's the recipe, and I'll, this is the first time, not the first time, but very rarely do we just pass along a recipe. Yeah, all uh, willy-nilly. Yeah, so you, you take uh, six uh, pretzels, and you can request those with no salt and no butter if you want, two sticks of butter, six ounces of va- evaporated milk, three eggs beaten, two teaspoons of poultry seasoning, a uh, can of chicken stock, large onion, LaForce uh, celery stalks. Here's what you do. 350 on the oven. You take a large pot, you melt the butter, 
Add the celery and the onion. Saute until the onion's transparent. A large bowl. Cut up uh, the pretzels. Uh, add cut up pretzels, eggs, evaporated milk, and chicken stock to sauteed onions and celery. You write this down, Kathy? Sprinkle in the poultry seasoning. <laughs> mix all the ingredients together, and then you put it into a, um, uh, a casserole dish, and you bake it for 30 minutes, and there you go. Pretzel stuffing. I think I would eat that just as a meal. That sounds like a pretty good yeah. recipe to me. And Pretzels I are, are amazing and amazing in their uh, applicability. In their applicability. I like that. Uh, and by the way, uh, National Stuffing Day was yesterday. Oh, yeah, I got stuffed. Which I don't know why, because we're right on the edge of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah you'd think it'd be Thanksgiving, yeah, right? Thanksgiving or, or changes just, every year. It's not the same day every year. So Yeah, but do, but do it another time of the year. When when it, when we don't necessarily think of stuffing, you Kwanzaa. know, yeah, do it around Kwanzaa. No, even even further into the year, do it uh, do it in May, yeah, or somewhere like that. Summer summer stuffing had I, me a blast. I told you we had one year we did Thanksgiving um, on, on another date in the year, and it was fantastic because we shouldn't have to have this once a year. I think we should have Thanksgiving more than once a it, year. It's a mo- it's a meal, meal you can sort of let loose on. It's stuffing. Are, you're a big stuffing fan, are you not? Very much. Yeah, so. you give me a good stuffing, and I'll uh, I'll I'll do dirty things to you. I I may have more of that than any other thing. Mm-hmm. Even turkey. Uh, yeah. Do you favor turkey's okay. Turkey's good, but I think it's uh I think it's an accompaniment to everything else. Do you favor a more moist? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I like moist stuffing with moist turkey and moist gravy. Right. Wow. And uh, and then uh, I like tossing some uh, pour, uh, pearled onions on there, too. Mm. Oh, those are good. Yeah. I had one time, Steve, the first time we went to Ireland to do uh, a live broadcast, uh, we stayed in this hotel and they had, uh, and I was eating whatever the local fare was. I'm like, yeah, let me have it. And they served up some stuffing with this dish and it was, it had the consistency of sand. <laughs> you eat sand? I eat sand. <laughs> so to say, you got to have some of the sand. While in Ireland. But it was good, and, good I, sand. and I finished eating it. Oh, this is really great it's sand. really great sand. It tastes like little shards of broken glass that's cutting the roof of your mouth. I love it. And there was no meat. We ate fowl. It was that dry. There was no fowl. We ate crow dead. And when there was no crow dead to be found, we ate sand. You ate what? We ate sand. You ate, you ate sand? sand? <laughs> that's right. That would not work without Nicolas Cage's oh, delivery. Uh, so I, some of it is dry and, and, and has that different consistency. So my mother-in-law God rest her soul used to make a very dry um, stuffing, and it took me a while to appreciate it. So I can you I, liked it eventually. I can go the full spectrum now. Okay, but I, 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 I tend to agree. I like the more moist stuffing. You, yeah, Steve. yeah, I know. Uh, somebody texted this. I'm not sure what melody to sing this in. It's either summer stuffing makes me feel fine or summer stuffing makes me feel fine. Yeah, One of those fun. two we can go with. All right. So anyhow, try your stuffing uh, using pretzels if you want. And I have another pretzel story. But I'll Honestly, get, I'll pretzels get, are awesome. I'll get to that after we find out who can identify what movie this is from. The heavenly aroma still hung heavy in the house, but it was gone, all gone. No turkey, no turkey sandwiches, no turkey salad, no turkey gravy, turkey hash, turkey a la king, or gallons of turkey soup. Gone, all gone. All right, we will go to Lana for the answer. Lana, good morning. Good morning, it. All right, good morning to see you, Lana. What movie is that from? It's easy. A Christmas Story. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hang on, we got a prize for you, Lana. Lana, we have a pair of tickets for the number one rated Birds home tailgate. That's going to be this Sunday at Live Casino before the Birds Battle Buffalo with top shelf all you can eat food and drink. E Rock as your DJ, Hollis Thomas as your Birds ambassador, and Philly Sports Trips as your host. And you can visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. All right, we're going to turn right around and play another movie clip. What movie right. is this turkey or Thanksgiving clip from? Gretchen, I smell those prunes. <laughs> we talking turkey, my bear? Yes, we are. Ooh. <laughs> Let's have a whiff. Come on. You know I always had a sneaker for you. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> that is creepy. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is creepy. Oh, that very end there. I want to hear that again. You know I always had a sneaker for you. Come here. <laughs> 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 oh God! Oh God! Yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. Be right on a Saturday night thing. <laughs> All right, order up. So this one is local. Brian and Sean Keen own a Philly Pretzel Factory franchise. They've had it in Langhorn for 17 years, and since 2006, the Keens have made soft pretzels in the shape of turkeys. Now their creation started small, about the size of your hand. But in 2020, they wanted to make uh, their turkeys more functional, so they decided to upsize them uh, so the top can be hollowed out and used as a bread bowl for dips. So I haven't seen this. Oh, I've seen it. It should have been in, in the article I sent, Preston, but the... Uh, the pictures, yeah. the articles that you sent me don't come with pictures. Oh, they... God damn it. Yeah, I tried... <laughs> Son of a bitch! And they don't work. <laughs> Is it this one right here, Preston? So anyhow, yeah, so yeah, okay. it looks like... A turkey. It looks like a turkey. Yeah. A turkey. There and are some talented people out in Bucks County. Aren't there? <laughs> especially when it comes to pretzel especially art. Especially with pretzel art. Um, but yeah, so they create these. <laughs> and it, isn't that cool, Kat? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Uh, so they do all <laughs> kinds of stuff. But look, look, at the, look at this full-size turkey here uh, that they have. <laughs> and so you can uh, you can use it as a bread fold for dips. Customers who use the turkey as a centerpiece often buy a accompanying bucket of rivet pretzels. Uh, for dipping or purchase a feathered, alive turkey pretzel whose plumage breaks off into uh, dippable rivets. So, so I guess they have one that's not as if it has been cooked. It's like a 2D turkey. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, and you can break off the, uh, yeah. the tail feathers and use those for dipping. <laughs> that's that's really a great funny. idea. Isn't that terrific, Case? Yeah, I love that, yeah. They have a uh, snowman one, too, that they made. Wow. It's a PPF Langhorn, uh, Philadelphia Pretzel Factory Langhorn on Instagram. I wonder how much, uh, how much they charge for... The turkey and Appar- stuff like and that. Apparently, they get orders like crazy for these things. People I, love them. You would have to, yeah, right? Yeah. What if you talk about them on the radio? Do they send them to you for they free? They can have them there by to your business, <laughs> yeah. a Before particular you. business, today by 11 a.m. <laughs> Before your show is yeah. over. And they have included the caveat for free. <laughs> no, no, remember no they, they have not. And, of course, they uh, they supplied us with a, a bunch of uh, oh my God. pretzels for Camp Out for Hunger for movie night. Remember that? <laughs> the thing I find with the uh, the Philadelphia pretzels uh, is that um, I could eat all of them on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're on Lincoln yeah. Highway in Langhorn. Okay, so kudos to Brian and Sean Keen, their brothers, and uh, they've uh, they've created this thing, uh, which is all the rage. So that's really cool. Yeah. I like I that I think it's idea. brilliant. Yeah. Right, Steve, I think we talked like a year or so ago, but um, Ben, my son, said uh, his approach to pretzels was uh, they're universal. They are. You, you can really, they can be attached to a dessert. Uh, they can be savory. They can be sweet. There, there are, there's no end to the pretzel use. It's like the American was, Express card everywhere you want to be. Yeah. I was dipping a pretzel into peanut butter the other day. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. If you have, uh, you run out of chips, fine on salsa. Yeah. Or salsa fine on it. True. Yeah. I, I, I pretzel like. Pretzel can make raw sewage work. I like pretzel crisps. <laughs> uh, Me too. Yeah, the I like best. But here's the thing, and maybe I'll ask Jen when she gets here, because right. when you get to the bottom 
of the bag yeah. of pretzel crisps. And there's a fair amount left. It's all crumbs. It's too much. But I feel bad throwing it away because there's use too much. It. So I, I would like to be able to use it. I tried one time to use it as a crust for like a, a chicken and it yeah. didn't work out Somebody, right. Somebody, another chef told us to do that. How about how about like a, like a, a seeded plank salmon? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could you could use it on on different kinds of protein, but the, the how do I process it? I mean, I, I'd imagine I want to put it in a, a processor and break it all the way down like breadcrumbs, but I haven't been able to do it right, Marissa. I'm just going to throw this out there, Preston. Save it as a salad topping. Ooh, okay. Sprinkle it on your salad as little crunchies. That could work too. Mm. When okay. you toss your salad, put it in instead of uh, instead of croutons. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like croutons. Would okay. you stir it up in milk? Was that an option? Nah, uh, salt in there. <laughs> Although when I was a kid, milk. when I was a kid, no, my uh, my dad's uh, kind of snack, and we would do this as well. You just take a, a sleeve of saltines, crunch them up into a large glass, hmm. not a whole sleeve, probably be about half, and just pour milk in it. Really, and just eat it with a really? spoon. Yes. And how would you describe the taste? Uh, right now, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, it was really, really good. Huh. But it's weird because you got salt going into the milk. That sounds kind of Doesn't seem a good right? pairing, no. But then again, there's salt and sweat. I don't know. It's anyway. a crazy world out it there. I've seen it a million times. Nutty kooky. <laughs> All right, let's see if somebody knows what movie this is from. Gretchen, I smell those prunes. We talking turkey, my bear? Yes, we are. Ooh. Let's have a whiff. Come on. You know I always had a sneaker for you. Come here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would call the cops in a second. <laughs> Go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning, Eric. Good morning to see you, Chris. Name that movie, brother. Set of a Woman. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a show. Uh, Case. What are you going to be my regular Saturday night thing? What are we going to give him? All right, we got a case of November's Beer of the Month. Yeah, that's Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey. Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey is a must this season. It's a Belgian ale with cranberry, orange, and cinnamon at 10% ABV to all a good night. That is a troubling sound. We're going to load up and we're going to save that. We have to yeah. save that. Oh, yeah. Let's load up another clip and see if you know what movie this is. The one Marissa was most excited to play this morning. Here we go. Let's see if you can identify. Eat me! Two one five two six three WMMR. Order up. I'm going to sidestep Thanksgiving for just a moment. All right, that's okay. You're allowed uh, to. Although one might have some whiskey, a little scotch, uh, to finish off their meal with. I assume you will. A bottle of not scotch. I'll have bourbon probably. Right. Although I do have a, I have a bottle of McKellen I've never opened before. Uh, a bottle of scotch whiskey billed as the most sought after in the world, sold on Saturday for almost two point seven million dollars. Okay. An auction record for a bottle or of wine or spirits and far above the initial estimates of up to 1.5 million. The McAllen Adami 1926 sold at Sotheby's in London after a bidding war between would-be buyers on the phone 
and in the room. So I have a McAllen. It's not two point seven million, but somebody gave it to me as a gift, and I never had it. It supposedly pairs nicely with saltines and milk. I <laughs> would imagine. <laughs> uh, just forty bottles of the McAllen nineteen twenty six were bottled in nineteen eighty six after being aged in sherry casks for sixty years. Wow. Twelve of the bottles, including the one sold Saturday, had labels designed by Italian painter Valerio Adami. Hey! Another bottle from the same cask was sold by Sotheby's in 2019 for almost $1.87 million, which was a record at that time. Uh, the bottle sold Saturday is the first to have undergone reconditioning by the distillery ahead of auction. This included replacing the cork and applying new glue to the corners of the bottle's labels. Uh, the final price, two point seven one four two fifty, includes a charge known as the buyer's premium on top of that price of $2.18 million. So this is like a $500,000 premium you have to pay on top of the so price. So let me ask you. Does one ever drink this? Would you drink it? What do you do with it? What do you do with this? That's a damn good question. I do not know. Uh, I mean, if you're somebody like Jeffrey Bezos or something like that, then maybe it's no big deal to you to go ahead and and crank that out. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, stop and think about that, though. Do you get to savor it? Is it simply the ownership of of one of the paramount achievements in part of it alcohol i would think part of it yeah uh so what does it taste like all right so mccallan's master whiskey maker christine campbell uh who gave the tipple a sniff during the reconditioning said it contained a, what's that with a tipple uh so uh it, it's a drink oh, oh okay so, so the she said it contained no so she had she smelled it okay when they reconditioned they took the cork out and and uh Rebottled it or, or whatever they did to it. Uh, she said that uh, it contained notes of rich dark fruits, black cherry compote alongside sticky dates. Sticky dates. I had a couple sticky yeah, dates. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, followed by intense sweet antique oak, dark chocolate, treacle, ginger. Uh, the notes go on and on, she says. Treacle. Yeah, it was uh, a very special moment to experience the opening of this iconic 60 year old single malt. First what the hell are you talking about? 37 years ago, and I hope the new custodian will enjoy the same privilege. Mm. I, I would be curious to find out what is what is the most expensive um, liquor spirit unbottled for the purpose of drinking. Uh, good question. Because to me, that seems almost an outlandish thing to do. Uh, Nick, you just pulled up treacle because I didn't know what that was. It was some kind of a syrup or something that's used in... Uh, it's distilled from saltines and milk? Uh, no, it's a dark syrup made from partly refined sugar, uh, molasses. Okay. Well, so. I think they use treacle in some Harry Potter recipes. <laughs> uh, probably. That's so right. if something is described as being treacly, it was, it's over sweet. Syrupy. Yeah. 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 Um, Preston, I love the scene in, in Glorious Bastards where, uh, they, everything happens in the basement and, um, the Fossbenders talks about, you know, going out drinking or speaking the King's English and yes. it drinks the, I think it's Scotch, right? Or is it whiskey? Uh, thrice fiskies. Yes. Yeah. And, um. Um, he appreciates it, and, and Tarantino does a great job of anybody in his movies appreciating food or drink that they're going through. But it like there, that's a moment where I'm like, all right, uh, well, if you're about to die, uh, you might as well enjoy something that expensive, that good, right? But yeah, he like, said he says something like, "There's a certain there's there's a special place in hell for those who let good whiskey go to waste." Or yes. something along those well lines. Well done. There's yeah. one thing I've always wanted to eat. Oh no, it's a pretzel turkey, <laughs> a turkey that looks like a pretzel. I've wanted this. Since I was a child in Babumfk. 
this one went for $2.7 million. That's just is it wild that I don't drink, have never been drunk, and yet I'm fascinated by all of these, these no. things? No, it's, I it's, get it. This kind of thing just amazes There's me. history and culture attached yeah. to it. I, I was gifted, um, I'm sorry, my dad was gifted a really nice bottle of champagne one time, and we had a special occasion to uh, to open it up at his house. This was three years ago, four years ago, and uh, pre-pandemic. Anyway, um, he opened it, and it, it had already gone flat. Oh, my it God. Was, yeah, it, and, so, and it was like... He made a big deal out of yeah. it, and I appreciated that. It, it tastes like piss. It, Steve, it, we had to throw it out. Oh. It, it, it was it was like turned into vinegar. At that so oh, Dr. Wow. Mike is holding on to a bottle of a very expensive um, uh, liquor. I forget what, what it is, but it is, is, it's um, something that he was gifted with, and he's wait, waiting for the special occasion. He might open it at the time we have a, a top-level chef prepare our prepper food. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and Spam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nick, I get nervous, though, for that reason. Like, I know you're supposed to let the these wines age and all of that, but I'm like, I'm going to open this expensive bottle of wine that I got my hands on, and it's going to be bad. Yeah. So like, Kathy, what it, often? What is the risk of that occurring? With that? so percentage wise, if you follow the proper procedures for you know um, uh, making wine and storing it, what percentage of those bottles will still by default end up going bad? I, I mean, I don't know the percentage. I mean, you have to store it properly, and if you don't right off the bat, yeah, you know, sometimes it can go bad. And I've had wines that I purchased and I stored properly, yeah. but it must not have been stored properly or shipped properly and they were bad. I bought um, a, a case of this wine that I absolutely love over the summertime. Uh, it was a rosé and half of the case was bad. Oh, and man. that was wow. not that was not that my sucks. fault. I picked it up and... You it's know, from I, the Goober Vineyards press. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's a Goober. No, and it wasn't It wasn't a cheap wine. Why don't you let the Goober breathe a little bit? So I, I told you guys you'd asked about expense of wines. Yes. Uh, we had a discussion not that long ago. I found a picture of, the, I told you, a friend of mine who's uh, well-cultured and stuff. He had a very special bottle that we opened for his birthday. It was called a Quinta de Noval. Huh. Uh, 1937 Tawny Port out of Portugal. Wow. And so, it, and I told you, it was super yummy. It was fantastic. And we're all ooing and aahing all, all over how great it tastes. But I don't think I could dump the kind of money no. that somebody would on bottles like that. It's just, you know, yes, it's yummy. I could probably find something that tastes really good, too, Yeah, for a lot less than that. What's you your know? favorite wine, Kathy? Um. Oh gosh, I I have like a favorite rosé. Yeah. I have a oh, favorite okay. Sauvignon. I have a favorite Cabernet. Right. I have a favorite Champagne. I have a favorite. <laughs> yeah. I have a favorite tequila. I have I a favorite, favorite. Uh, mouthwash. <laughs> cologne. There's a cologne that I drink that I love. Right. You know, if there's yeah. no more. Yeah. The the Aquavelva is yeah. great yeah. if it's paired nicely with saltines and milk. All right, we're gonna move on. Let's see if we can get uh, an answer. What movies is from? Eat me. And this does have a Thanksgiving flavor to it. We're going to go to Candace see if she knows. Hey, Candace, good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. That's all right, Candace. <laughs> as long as you know the answer, what movie is it from? Adam's Family Values. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing the first Thanksgiving. Love it. Yeah. All right, Candace. Here's what we have those tunes. Oh, sorry. Uh, hit the wrong button. Anyway, you won yourself a hand and stone gift card valid uh, for a free massage or facial. That's what I was going for. You one more time. One more time. Play it. You can skip the holiday hustle and bustle with hand and stone massage and facial spas. Black Friday sale. Purchase a gift card at guest pricing at any location and receive a free promotional gift card. Or you can explore their online specials. Restrictions apply and you can see spa for 
for all the details. All right. By the way, treacle tart is a British dessert and in Harry Potter. Yes. There we go. That's where I read it, yeah. Okay, so let's play another clip. We got time for another one? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, This one, yeah, this is great. Uh, let's see if you know the answer to this. Hey, look, sit down, all right? It ain't cool being no jive turkey. <laughs> so close to Thanksgiving. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that's from. Order up. It's all good. All right, so you can get holiday deals now. They have special Thanksgiving offers at Crumble. Crumble is the cookie place, yes? Yes, it is. The high-end cookie place or higher end. Somebody gifted us those not that long ago for Rochelle's birthday. And yeah. Isn't uh, Tobias oh. Harris yes, one of those? Yes, he is. Yeah, he, I think right. it's the one, Nick, in Ardmore. Huh. I think you're right, Steve. Yes. Uh, so they have holiday deals at Crumble now through the end of the month, uh, through November 22nd. That's today. Winwood. Uh, you, what's that? I think it's Winwood. Okay. Is and it Winwood? You can get a free... Cover your cookies game free with a party pack. I don't need that. Uh, November the 24th through 25th, Crumble fans can score a free $20 gift card when you purchase four. On the 27th, you can get a six-pack of cookies for a price of four. And on the last two days of the month, you get uh, up to 70% off Crumble merch. I thought they were going to... I didn't read this article, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought they were going to be like uh, like flavors. Right. Flavors like a, like a turkey. No, probably not turkey. Maybe a cranberry thing or something like that. So they, they will have their prepared... Cook- I, I, we have a, a, a wonderful world of higher-end cookies like that, like insomnia, which I love as well. Uh, you know, and th- you know what? That's an appropriate gift if you if you're going to someone's house. Most collection definitely. of cookies. Everyone yes. can find something that they like. I agree. Drop off a you know at an insomnia or whatever, or, and make people happy. Or you know what, Preston, a dozen donuts that could be like that. in our commercials. Or how about um, uh, some kettle corn? Kettle corn. That's a nice That's brilliant, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Everyone gets one kernel. A little dessert thing. No, not one kernel. <laughs> Maybe a little more than that. All right. So anyhow, Crumble's got some deals. A lot of places have deals. So I don't even know why I brought that up. Forget <laughs> the <this part. laughs> Rewind that. Rewind. Don't ever play this again. <laughs> All right. We'll see if somebody can uh, tell us what movie this particular clip is from. Here we go. Hey, look. Sit down. All right. It ain't cool being no jive turkey. So close to Thanksgiving. All right, easy one. We'll go to Jack. Hi, Jack. You are on the air. Good morning. Good morning, and how are you guys? Good morning to see you. We're great, Jack. Now, that movie was shot here. What movie was that? That was from Trading Places. Damn right it is. Hang on, buddy. You got it right. And we have for you... A pair of tickets for the number one rated Birds home tailgate. It's going to be this Sunday at Live Casino before the Birds battle Buffalo with top shelf all you can eat food and drink. E Rock as your DJ, Hollis Thomas as your Birds ambassador, and Philly Sports Trips as your host. You can visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. All right, I'm excited to load up this next one to see if anybody knows what movie this is from. This might be our last one. Keep an eye on the clock here. What movie is this clip from? And it has to do uh, with Thanksgiving or turkeys. As we sit here together, on Thanksgiving on our beautiful trampoline. I think we should all take a moment to think about what it's like to be a turkey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Hi, I'm just a little turkey. Just cut the damn bird, boy. 215-263-WMMR. What movie is that from? All right, order up. 
No, we were talking about the fact that, um, you know, groceries have been uh, pricier this yes. year. And uh, that's why we appreciate everyone's participation in uh, Camp Out for Hunger. But the cost of hosting a traditional Thanksgiving feast for 10 people is 4.5% lower this year compared to oh. the previous year. That's according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. Uh, the average price is $61.17, which is less than $6.20 per person. That's pretty economical. By the way... Okay, so uh, what, uh, six, what is it for uh, 61 for how many people? Uh, it says uh, 10 people. That, does that seem rather that seems low? super low, yeah. Yeah. So the decrease, the decrease is like attributed people? to a 5.6% drop in turkey prices. How did you like your $6 meal? As well as significant de- decreases in whipped cream, whipping cream and cranberry. So, you, so they're those, saying those prices are down for them. Instead of serving turkey, served whipped cream. No, it says oh. the turkey prices oh. are down 5.6%. Oh, okay. So, by the way, I mean, some things are, some, some prices have dropped. Other things have skyrocketed, like olive oil. Olive oil prices are... Really? The roof, uh, because there was a drought, yes, and there was a real problem in, uh, in on Europe, Olive Island in Europe, and uh, and so those prices have shot way up. So I've I've seen a few reports coming in of things that have uh, either uh, taken a dive or gone way up. I mean, there was there was uh, an issue with with eggs because of all the avian flu uh, going on. So prices are kind of wonky. Some are up, and some are some are way up, and some are way or da- way down. I was, there apparently is a like, turkey shortage on some level, so I was at a popular sandwich place I will, that'll go uh, unnamed, but for a regular standard turkey and Swiss sandwich at this place, Preston, $15. Really? $15. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because turkey prices have dropped. Hmm. Hmm. And I saw a story the other day. There are some McDonald's uh, that are starting to charge, like, for a, I think this was just, like, a regular Big Mac meal was, like, $15. And here's the deal. They've been, uh, it, despite that raising some of these prices, McDonald's uh, is making increasing pro- business. They're prop, making more yeah. money. And, and and also, they're, they're not seeing a drop mm. in business. So, I... So I was at a McDonald's. I purchased a shake, and I so we worked out terms. To ah, purchase. Very good, very yeah, good, yeah. and that, that were workable with me, with you. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Is they'll work with they'll you. work with you in your yeah. budget. Yeah. Uh, according to MarketWatch.com, the survey, which involved volunteers shaking food prices across all fifty states, Puerto Rico, and online, included items such as turkey stuffing, sweet potatoes rolls, peas, cranberries, vegetable tray, pumpkin pie with whipped cream, coffee, and milk. Although the cost is still twenty five percent higher than. In 2019, it is a drop from last year's record high of $64.05, highlighting the impact of high supply costs and inflation on food prices. So, while it's still up from a couple of years ago, it's down a little bit from last year. So, that's where we are with the turkey dinner. All right, let's see if somebody can correctly identify this clip. As we sit here together on Thanksgiving on our beautiful trampoline, I think we should all take a moment to think about what it's like to be a turkey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. I, I'm just a little turkey. Just cut the damn bird, boy. All right, we'll go to John to identify that. John, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning to see you, John. What movie? 
Is that the Dewey Cox story? Yeah, Walt Carr. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah. The Dewey Cox story. Wrong son died. Hang on a second here, John. Here's what we have for you. You have a pair of tickets for the number one rated Birds home tailgate. It's going to be this Sunday at Live Casino before the Birds battle Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's with top shelf all-you-can-eat food and drink. Jeez. E-Rock as your DJ, Hollis Thomas as your Birds ambassador, and Philly Sports Trips as your host. <laughs> you can visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. <laughs> Kathy, that's what he probably said sounded like when he nailed that 24 year old Oh my god. Right? Probably, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's when his uh, 81-year-old seaman. Yeah. Oh my dude, Jesus. <laughs> One more time, Case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, all right, that is all we have time for. And a connoisseur this morning. We're going to talk more food though with Jen Carroll when she gets here. She's amazing. Uh, after 9:30 for the more practical things that you can use for your Thanksgiving meal. But uh, thank you for playing along. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment or two. Comedian Mike uh, Vecchione's going to be here. He's uh, performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight, by the way. Yeah, it's very funny. Be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you. Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The next guest is going to be Helium Comedy Club. One night only, one show only. 7.15 is when that is. And uh, based out of New York nowadays, but has spent his time in Philadelphia. Oh, he, he knows the lay of the land. We're welcoming him to our studio for the first time. This is uh, Mike Becchione. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I uh, really appreciate pleasure, it. You guys are legends, so thank you for oh, having me on. Very kind. Yeah. We appreciate it, man. Legendary show. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned your time in Philadelphia. Yeah. And we were talking off air. Now, you're originally from Ohio, you were saying? Northeast or- Ohio and graduated from from high school in Florida, went to Penn State University, <laughs> and then moved out here. I dated a girl who was from uh, Delaware County. Okay. Delco? Delco. Yeah. 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 The 610? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I moved out here and uh, lived in the art museum area for a year. Nice. Nice. Um, Ridley Park for three years. Okay. And then Upper Darby for four years. So you did some time in Delco. Did some time. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I know that you got prison sentence. <laughs> I know that you're, you're still a, an, you're an Eagles fan. Birds. Still. Yeah. Big win. Which is kind of cool. You carry person. with you. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. 
And uh, there's some Eagles, because I came out of the Laugh House in Philadelphia on South Street, which okay. is no longer there. Right. But a bunch of guys came out of there. So we are, we used to watch, everybody's on the road now like crazy, but we used to watch the games like together. Wow. Um, as Eagles fans so in a New York. You're in New you York. Know, in an NFC East chasm wow. that we were in. The walls were closing in. Remain clandestine when you are supporting the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, we had to stay tight. We never knew when one of us was going to get picked <laughs> off by these Giants fans. It's true. Giants so and Jets. you went to UPenn and was, were you going for criminal justice? Criminal justice at Penn State. And then I got my master's from Cabrini College, which we were talking oh, about yeah. off Sad. Yeah. Mother Cabrini. Yeah. yeah. You said it was bought by uh, Villanova. Villanova. What's yeah. the news? Yeah. Well, What's so, the gossip? Well, uh, Cabrini, <laughs> essentially, enrollment uh, was steadily decreasing. And so rather than close the school entirely, uh, Villanova decided to buy it. And they're going to make it a Villanova West, really. It's just wow. gonna, and so Cabrini will be folded into. And the, the good news is the students that go there won't um, miss out on a college education start, or have to start over. So my degree is worthless? Is that what you're telling <laughs> me now? Well, what, what yeah, you're screwed. Cabrini. Not worth the paper. Was it? It was <laughs> special ed, were you? Yeah, special right. ed, master's in special ed. And then I taught. I taught in this area. I taught um, at uh, Woodrow Wilson Middle School on Cotman Avenue. Okay. So that's why the traffic report was making me stressed. <laughs> you know, it seemed like it, it's the same. It is. It, it was the same holdup every, for, for um, 20 years. Right. Yeah. It's like from Academy to Cotman. Yeah. It's just bumper to bumper all the time. Yeah. Just count on it. You can set your watch by. I just have a question for you because uh, I, I thought the first and only time I saw you, I saw you open up for um, Nate Bargatze. First of all, can I cut you off? The yes. answer to your question is Wawa. Okay? <laughs> Anything that you're going to ask me, okay. the answer to the question is the shorty at Wawa. Uh, no, so, but, and as I'm watch, as, as watching you, first of all, I loved your act. Your approach to comedy is way different than I've seen uh, from a lot of other stand-ups out there. And I love that about stand-up comedy is that it, it, there are a ton of different varieties. Right? style. And I love your style. I really do love your style, and it seemed very unique to me. But you just said that you were a teacher. I'm like, did I maybe see you before at Helium? And I just have a question for you. Do you happen to have a joke in your repertoire years ago uh, that essentially the punchline is uh, is about a, a kid and the C-word? Is that you, or is that a different Philadelphia uh, base? No. Okay. Okay. No. All right. No it, C-word. It's a, it, <laughs> no C-word. No C-word, guys. I'm a, come on. I'm a Christian. Uh, so... <laughs> No, I do essentially... have teacher. I do have teacher jokes, but I don't. I, okay. Not not c word. Could you work the c word in tonight? Is that <laughs> fine? Yeah. No. Essentially, essentially, the joke kind of goes: the kid uh, dimed out another student because uh, uh, sh- uh, he said the c word. Oh, okay. And, or and, or and uh, and as it turns out, the c word they said mm-hmm. was like. Uh, cooties, okay. you know, and then he goes, well, then what is a C word? And then he, you know, the joke is that girl's a C word, the one who dimed you out. Oh, so, okay. and I, it was, I didn't tell the joke that great, but <laughs> no, <laughs> but you, so this other comedian had the horrible joke. <laughs> well, no, but like as a, as a teacher, I yeah. feel like that uh, you must use the C word a lot. That <laughs> probably prepares you quite a bit, you know, for being on the stage, gives you a ton of material and, and all that. I, I yeah, don't know that it does. It does. I'll tell you what, I had a, a teacher joke go viral just about because I used to teach special ed. So it was about IEPs and about the administration not mm-hmm. knowing what you're doing. Yeah. IEPs. And it, it went viral. And then as a result, a lot of teachers have been coming 
to our oh, shows. Okay. So well, it, we have that. It's a unique, it's it's an incredible thing. I mean, if you want to talk about it, it, there's the embryonic stages of crowd work. Right. 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 All of that stuff is contained in that skill set. Right. What which, made, what crowd made, work, which is apparently comedy now. <laughs> right. <laughs> from, from the, uh, from the, uh, the shift to uh, criminal justice, what, what was your original uh, intent with criminal justice? I was wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. But then I realized it's like I didn't get into law school. I tried to go to, um, I didn't get into a bunch. My LSATs weren't high, but then I did a summer program at Widener. Uh, oh, yes. Maybe Widener. you guys have heard of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a uh, top-notch <laughs> law school, and I did not get into there. <laughs> okay. So that was like a bottom-rung law school, and it's like maybe I shouldn't go to law school if when I can't Widener. get into the worst one. Uh, no offense to Widener grads yeah. out there, but I couldn't get into that one, so it's like, oh, maybe my brain is not a lawyer brain. And then I realized it's like you don't have to be a lawyer. You could just tell people you're a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's actually better than yes. being a lawyer because you don't have to do any of the work. Exactly. You can just lie. Uh uh, Mike, we don't usually ask uh, uh, comedians to tell their jokes. We just like to have a conversation. Sure. But I, I had a son, uh, we had a couple of kids, my kids had an IEP. Can I ask what that joke was about, if it went viral? or um, It was just about a kid sleeping in class and an, me being observed, an administrator being like, this kid pulling me out of the uh, observation. Go, this kid is sleeping. I go, yeah, yeah, it's in his... <laughs> It's in his IEP. It's in his IEP. He goes, yeah, he can't sleep. I'm like, but you don't understand. That's his IEP. It's his individualized educational plan. Uh-huh. If he doesn't sleep, he's going to throw a chair through the window. <laughs> so would you rather have that? Because right, actually, right, right. he goes, you're not doing a good job. I'm, I'm killing it right now because he's not throwing a chair through the window. Uh-huh. One of his goals is not to throw a chair through the window. <laughs> so it's like you don't understand what we're doing here, kind of. Like we're not part of the regular school. Right, right. right. And if yeah. you can if you can tap into that that teacher market, that's a, that's a loyal fan base. Really Really there, because you guys, the stuff you see, the yeah. stuff you put up with, yeah. and only other teachers can probably right. understand exactly right. what you're talking about. Well, I came up, I worked at a behavioral school near Villanova. That's okay. why I went to Cabrini. So it was called Presbyterian Children's Village. And I would, and I worked before that, I worked at Glenn Mills. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a criminal justice degree. I worked at Glenn Mills and Glenn Mills was a great, I know despite what, what happened to it, right. but it was a great program. Uh, it really was but, great. So then I went to Presbyterian Children Village and it was, um, kids who'd been thrown out of Philadelphia schools or, or, or couldn't, it, they lived on campus and it was just, it was wild. That's was a beautiful it? campus. I, I just toured it not that long ago and, and I don't mean to derail here, but like Haverford School bought it and they are going to turn it into, uh, I guess, a part of Haverford school's campus or whatever um but there were kids there that had some serious behavioral problems behavior major behavioral problems so uh the psychologists would come in and just tell us the kids background and uh the, the backgrounds would make you cry i mean they're just yeah. really really sad I, i'm sure i mean do you, how, how do you i mean do you have to develop the skill of being able to leave that at work when you leave work yeah it's i mean well most people don't understand it's just wild because yeah. kids would come in and then and you they would come up to the school and we would be responsible for the, the they would have a school day right but they would have to go from class to class and i worked behavioral back then because i was in school to get my master's i wasn't certified i would sit in the hallway and then um teacher would come out this kid's got to leave the room and you would go in the room and, they, and the kid would be like i'm not leaving and you'd be like hey you gotta go and they would insult you and then you have to be like hey you could say anything you want but i'm being paid nine dollars an hour to be here so 
You right. better do what I say. <laughs> yeah, I and they would be like, "I'm not leaving." And I'm like, "It's not." Per-. They would get you know yeah. mad at you because yeah. you know, I would be like, "It's not personal for me. This is my job. Now I have to take you out. Like I want to you to walk out, but if you don't, and we have to go to the ground, and then we would it would escalate. Or sometimes they would walk out, but most of the time, because all the other kids are watching, it would go into a restraint situation. You would wow. wrestle, carry right? the kid. You out. wrestled in school, right? Wrestled, right. Yeah. So you so you had some chops, but still, yeah. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of teachers go in and they maybe have that like uh, dangerous uh, mind sort of. Uh, right. I'm going to be Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to be the one that changes. <laughs> Doesn't actually work that way. <laughs> Shockingly, movies has mi- have misled us. <laughs> wow. So then, how did you make the the leap uh, to making comedy a full time job for you? I finished my master's. It took me five years at night to get it, and so I, I taught in Upper Darby, which is really a great. I loved. <laughs> Teaching in Upper Darby, Drexel, mm-hmm. I taught at Drexel Hill Middle School. Okay, so I taught in Upper Darby, and then uh, and then I taught in Garnet Valley. I taught Garnet Valley High School. Okay, so I worked there, but I was doing open mics at night, and that was before YouTube or Twitter. So you can you could kind of anonymously do comedy, right? You want to risk now if you if you're right, right, on, right, it was just a guy who was. In fact, I, I was reading the story. He was his mater- He was a teacher, yeah. And his material got out, and it and it wasn't even anything inflammatory. No. The school just thought anything they disagree yeah, with, yeah. anything. So you can get fired, and then. I would have had to start an OnlyFans, and then you know, you guys know how the story goes. Yeah, yeah. OnlyFans is our. Kathy's favorite. flirting with the notion of a foot OnlyFans account. I mean, like no one would know it was me, I right? Just, and I could probably make like millions. Well, you could dub traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, foot traffic, and then regular. That could be a segment. Foot traffic. Can I get a producer credit on it? I'm always angling now because of show business. Absolutely, we can go in on it together. <laughs> so you, you're doing you're doing stand up here. Your first gig was here, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I would go to the Laugh House every Wednesday, right, and South Street. And uh, there were only two clubs back then. It was right. the uh, the Laugh House on South Street and the Northeast Philadelphia Comedy Cabaret. Yes. It wasn't yeah. a hotel, and it wasn't. I don't think there was a ma- as many customers. But uh, <laughs> right. uh, uh, it was mostly comics. Yeah. But on South Street, we would get like a crowd and it was urban. You know, it was urban. So when you would bomb, you would really bomb. Really bomb. You would really hurt. Really, really, bomb. really bomb. But I just was at a place where I just didn't care. So I just kept going every Wednesday and then Thursday. And then I, oh, another thing I f- almost forgot. I did Tony and Tina's wedding in South Philadelphia oh, for years. I went to that one time, yeah. yeah. Well, you might have I seen I could have been your um, groom. Who, who did you, you, you were Tony? I was Tony for a while. I was Dom- I was one of the groomsmen for a while, Dominic, and then I was Tony for Crap. a while before I moved to New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, like do you like the acting? Because yeah, you, uh, you were. I don't know if I would call that acting. Uh, <laughs> it's, dinner, it's dinner theater, but you're dinner being very theater. generous. You're Thank in you. uh, King of, uh, King of Staten, Staten Island. Island. Yes. Yeah. With the, that's a, an Apatow movie. That yeah. isn't too shabby. No. It's just, I, I guess Tony and Tina's was a stepping stone. A stepping stone. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one. You're the one who made what, it. What were you guys doing shots of uh, at Tony and Tina's? Wedding? It was water, was but like water? after. Afterwards, afterwards, we would just get hammered at the bar, and then we would go out in South Philly, and I would we would just stay out all I'm night. Sure. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. We wow. had such a How good time. How long did you do that? I did it for two years. Two, two yeah. full years. Two years because I was teaching. I was doing that on the. I would do uh, stand up on Wednesdays, maybe Thursdays, what a and schedule. then on the weekends I would do the Tony and Tina's wedding, How and then Tony's, I moved to New York after How, that. How many Tonys were there, by the way? Uh, oh, I, I mean, at, at any one time. They, we were interchangeable. Okay. Uh, there was a, um, another guy who I keep in touch with. His name is Ralph. He was uh, he lives in Austin now. He was a 
from L.A., and he was like a taller West Coast Tony. I was East Coast Tony. East Coast okay. Tony. I like the I'm East sure. Coast Tony. I think it makes more sense yeah. than West Coast Tony. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. drawing a blank because there's a guy I know who's was a father of one of the other students at my kid's grade school who was a Tony. And I'm just texting my wife right now because I, I can't remember this guy's name. That's really funny. So, how, how, what kind of, so in, that, in those kind of shows, which were very popular, Tony and Tina's was the first, I think, right. that I remember being like that where you, the audience interacts with the performers. What, what kind of script did you get? Was it was it merely scene suggestions with a little bit, or what? No, was it? it was like some of it is scripted. Like yeah. the ceremony is pretty scripted, but the other is just blocking. Like be here at this time, be here at that time, and then you know to move the story along. Wow. But a lot of it is just obviously it's an improv show. Any right. other local comedians in that cast while you were doing it? Any other people that you'd see at the uh, at the Laugh House or anything? No, no one else was in that. Okay. But um, my friend Joe DeRosa, he was on another show, a competing show. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> Which when was I was on what? him and Sal's pod, which is a, a Sopranos. It was Sopranos. My good friend Vince Valentine, who's still in the area, right? He was on that show. So him and Joe did that show, and I did Tony and Tina's. Wow. Yeah, I and mean, we would do we do comedy at the Laugh House, and then Joe moved to New York about a year before I did. He's moving back. He's No, 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 no. He's keeping he's his place in New York. Place. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that, right? Yeah, he's he he's wants... getting a summer home in Manioc. <laughs> yeah. Where where is he? He's in Manioc. He's summering in Manioc. Is that what you got? Absolutely. Are we spreading a rumor? He wanted to get away from the big city. Wow. He wanted to be near the water. The towpath. Is where's Big J going to go? Sharon Hill? Where's Big J going to be wintering? We had him on the on the show last week too. We were down at the Camp Out Farmer, which is our annual oh, food drive, and uh, Jay did a thing with, with uh, Steve Ranazizi, another comedian, mm-hmm. and they did this can drop thing, and it was one of the most entertaining moments of the week for me, just because they were uh, scared but competitive. That's What's really great. Big, big Jay on, a, on an amusement park ride, swinging his feet back and forth <laughs> like a four-year-old. It was well, hilarious. I would imagine Jay's part of that uh, part of that uh, Eagles fan oh, group yeah. in New I York, mean, I, right? When I first moved there, I mean, he was in the club, so he did a lot. He helped me break into the club. I just would hang with him, and he was like, come out, be a, Back then, it was like no social media, so it was like, you just have to hang out. Yeah. Like, be around, and it helped to know someone who was in all yeah. the clubs, so I would go with him, and then we, wa- we would watch the Eagles game. I mean, this is before like satellite TV. We would just go to a bar, and they would have all the games on. I mean, I still think they have that, but and we would just sit around the Eagles game and just watch. It's cool, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, crowd work earlier, and Jay is obviously great at that. When you guys are hanging out as comedians, either on, on a pod or whatever, um, do you, do you trade notes on like uh, idiots in the crowd or hecklers or anything along those lines? Um, on a po- on a podcast? No, no, like- just like with somebody who's as good at it as Jay is, because I've never seen yeah. your, your act, and I would yeah. love to at some point, but uh, Jay handles hecklers better than I mean, him. he's unreal. Jay yeah. is really unreal. Most of yeah. his act, in fact, yeah. can be that. Yeah. So, um, do you learn from it? Because you don't want to obviously steal anything, but you can yeah. you can take some notes. Uh, we I kind of watch Jay just like, um, you know, like, oh, there's some guys you watch like what's their angle on this like how are they going to approach it but they're so good like Jay is so good at it you just end up laughing and you just become a fan mm-hmm. like everybody else well, like, it's, you know, like, it's like crazy watching watching someone go out on a tightrope you, your act and I, I'm, I'm a fan I think you're, you're hilarious but it's, it's more precise it's also yeah. I think you have one of those death proof acts because you bring you bring so much of your uh, timing to it you right, know right, right. I think you know what I'm saying in the mouth of someone else 
your materials would not work. You know where to hit the sweet right. spots, and that that isn't that is something that did you take to it immediately, or did you have to go through a process to develop your timing? Because you, you're, you're a funny guy, obviously, right, to begin right. with. But that's a very precise um, skill to have. Yeah, no, no, I've had to work on it over the year. A lot of failure. A lot of and failure. People, people don't, I mean, I don't know what it's like now developing in right. the TikTok generation. But for us, it was a, like a lot of trial and error and yeah. failure. And if you're a sensitive person, which if you're a good comic, most of us are sensitive people. Yeah, it hurts. What? It hurts, but you got to like pick it up and be like, okay, how can I adjust to this, you know, and how can I make this better? Sometimes or, though, you'll and see. finding your voice is yeah, really yeah. difficult. You'll too. sometimes see a comedian, though, react to a crowd like, you guys don't know what funny is. Right. You know what I mean? But they're the ones that are, you know, right, right, giving right. you the feedback. Right. But I, but I, I also understand that uh, it can be kind of humor can be a little bit regional. You'll get certain audiences it, in certain cities. Yeah. That, but that, your job is to, if they're not feeling you, is to bring them, is in. To bring yeah. them in. However you do that, you know, I find it chastising mm. them. Maybe if you want to give them a little jab at the beginning, like, come on, guys, I'm working very hard for you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe like something. But if I feel like if you chastise them all the way through, that that never worked for me. It's like if you want to. Give them a jab to wake them up. That's fine, but like try to bring them in, right? You know. Well, I give you credit because a lot way. of times I did stand up years ago, and you'd see some. You go for the quick laugh or the short, you know. Right. Ah, okay, but to work something, and you say I got something here, and I know I'm going to take a couple of battle scars and getting this to work. Right. That takes balls, you know. It's balls, and sometimes it's kind of fun. Um, like sometimes you'll have them, yeah, and then you'll want to turn them on purpose, right? Like right, sometimes yeah. I'll have them, and I'll go. Um, I'm wearing a green jacket. I'll be. I'm sorry about this jacket. I pretend to be a veteran to board flights early. <laughs> and uh, the crowd will go, oh. <laughs> so that kind of like, right, like right. obviously I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a joke, but it's like just to watch them go, oh my God, you're disgusting. <laughs> and then, but, but four seconds before they were loving me. Yeah. So I, I kind of like, that. I like doing that. I love yeah. that you're playing with it. Let me, so let me ask you, a couple times it pops up, are you in fact a volunteer firefighter? No. Okay. I mean, I think at some level we're all volunteer firefighters. <laughs> yes. If you're on fire, I'm going to put you out. That's right. one of the jokes. It's, it's like, just, I'm it, not waiting for a check right. to clear. I'm going to put you out. Not like the guys who get paid. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, That's a fair assessment. Yeah. The number of sites yeah. are report, like, I'm like, I don't think he really is. I think that's part of a thing. <laughs> yeah. But it keeps popping up that you are. And right. I'm like, I don't think so. You played a no. firefighter in King of Right. I played right. a firefighter but, in a movie. But yeah. I'm uh, ultimately a liar. I love that. Like I, every other actor, performer. <laughs> I'm, I'm a liar. The whole thing is fake. Yeah. I love that idea, though. A fire breaks out and someone's like, can, can, can we get a volunteer here? <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone interested? Does anybody have a background in yeah. this? Like, no, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my it's God. True. Everyone would step, or should step up if you're human. At I least know. Grab a towel or you're something. You're just watching someone burn alive at that point. <laughs> yeah. You don't do anything about it. So. Well, listen, Mike's going to be at Helium tonight. It's a one-off. It's a one-show yes, only thing. Yes, one show. Um, and by the way, real quick before we let you go, Thanksgiving, what are your plans? Just asking people, are you going back up to New York? Are you going to fly to Florida down here? Yeah, or, no, my uh, girl, my girl now is a comedian, very funny, Katie Hannigan. She's opening tonight, and awesome. we're going to both fly on Thanksgiving to Florida. By the way, you do on very, Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, we're doing it We've because this show that. where I'm sacrificing my holiday <laughs> for the people of uh, Delaware County Come on, and the Philadelphia area. Yeah. <laughs> you have funny videos with her on Instagram. You Thank guys you. work very well together. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we write uh, we write uh, short yeah. one minute sketches. Yeah, about Good relationships, stuff. living together, and stuff. Uh, the show is at seven fifteen, so it's one show only. Make sure you get that great night to go out and and get in. It's a, it's going to be a real mild evening too. Yes, uh, it's yeah. going to be a very comfortable temp. So walk around the city. So heliumcomedy.com to get tickets to see. Mike Vecchio. Nice to meet you, man.
again. Thank you guys so much. Can I just plug my social media? Please. It's at Comic Mike V. Please follow me. Um, I have a special on the Nate Land. Nate Bargatze, my good friend, produced and directed my special. Awesome. It's called The Attractives. Please watch it. And uh, if you come out tonight, I promise I have a lot of respect for the area, a lot of ties. I love it. And please come out to the show tonight. Where do we find the special? Where is it uh, streaming? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. YouTube. So get it on YouTube. The Attractives. By the way, this is traditionally the biggest party night of the year, is it not, Preston? It's one of the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're a party. I'm on meth. Uh, (laughs) Let's have fun. He knows how to party. Yeah. All right, thanks, Mike. Mike Vecchione. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. HeliumComedy.com to get those tickets. Uh, Celebrity chef Jen Carroll is going to be joining us today. We'll be right back. Now, the President's Eve camp out for hunger this year brought in 1.7 million pounds of food, which will go to fill abundance. That's over 878 tons. We also collected money so far because we will have more totals coming. $948,732. And we want to thank everybody who was part of this. In a year like this, with everything the way it is, that's pretty freaking amazing. Amazing. Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. EventQuip, Atlantis Architects, Mayfair Fence, Cash Cow Vending, Heart Fueling Services, and Philly Pretzel Factory. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Duncan, Planet Fitness, Software Glove and Safety, the General Building Contractors Association, and NRG. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Hey, before we welcome our guests, we're going to do a quick Bizarre File, so let's oh. go ahead and do that. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. Experience the ultimate football party at Sports and Social in live casino and hotel Philly. You can cheer on the birds with ticket giveaways and sign merch, halftime contest, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks and face painting, and more. Just a handful of stories, but I'll make them good ones for you. In Campbell River, British Columbia, Canada, a group of tourists demonstrated a lack of awareness about the dangers of interacting with wildlife, particularly bears. Oh, jeez. Ignoring the expression poking the bear, the tourists approach a bear that was peacefully eating, and despite the inherent risks, this is insane. You gotta be kidding. I know, right? I'm so a bear. The tourists aggressively move closer for photo opportunities and even attempt to take selfies with one person going as far as to stroke and pet um. the wild bear. Now, nothing ended up happening to these people, but they are insane. I got your address. I'm going to kill you later. Uh, the, the incident was shared on the Instagram account Torons of National Parks. Morons. Which highlights inappropriate behavior in natural settings, emphasizing the importance of respecting wildlife and adhering to proper wildlife viewing. A bear etiquette. eating. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, wa- I, I follow Torons of Yellowstone, but maybe I should do Torons of <laughs> National Parks, too. Because <laughs> oh, I my see God. It. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy, right? I totally man. I'm, how do you deal with it? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, the Naples, Florida Police Department has arrested a woman for extensive property damage to a La Quinta Inn. La Quinta. The hotel manager said the woman was breaking sprinkler heads. Uh, Tapacio Sanchez, who was not a guest of the hotel, began damaging the property after being told by management to leave the premises. So he's breaking sprinkler heads? Uh, it's a woman, actually. Oh. Uh, tent, uh, Sanchez allegedly then began to tamper with the HVA 
HVAC circuit breaker near the front of the building by ripping out the internal wiring. Wow. Once police arrived, Sanchez tried to elude officers by running into a nearby olive garden. Officers found her... Unlimited breadsticks. They found her with a dog in the restaurant bathroom, and police described her as speaking in nonsense. What? The manager reported that Sanchez allegedly damaged eight sprinkler heads and uh, tubing with an estimated damage total of approximately $2,000. Drugs playing a part in this? And the HVAC circuit breaker. They did not say that, but I always thought that if you messed with the sprinkler heads, you'd set off the sprinkler system. Right, right, yeah. Uh, the dog was turned over to domestic animal services. I don't know what the hell happened. And returned to its she owner. She picked me up. She's running around like a lunatic. Uh, Sanchez. I was waiting on a lasagna. Was transferred. <laughs> was transported to the Naples jail. And then finally, uh, this is very interesting. A man in South Wales, Australia, attempted to make an owl sculpture to scare away magpies. But he ended up creating an altar for the magpies to worship. So... Oh Julio Cusia created his statue out of paper mache and feathers. However, instead of scaring away the magpies, they can be seen standing around and bowing wow. to the owl. <laughs> so he created a deity for these. <laughs> oh. said, "I Almighty well, Al, we worship you." I accidentally made a magpie god. Wow! Uh, I didn't realize you could create a magpie religion. Uh, Gazella Kaplan, a professor in animal behavior, says the magpies are not worshiping the owl. But are making territorial calls to scare it away. But it looks like hey, you. Hey. they're worshiping it. It's hilarious. Uh, Kuzilla has since dismantled the idol and has developed a liking for the magpies at this point in time. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. So here we are on the eve of my favorite holiday because it's all about the food and giving thanks, of course. Absolutely. But you are thankful for the food that you have. And we thought it'd be great to call in as a last minute add to today's program. And she answered the call. She's just the best. We have our celebrity chef friend, Jen Carroll, yeah. who is here with hey, us this morning. Everybody. Hi, Jen. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. As if you weren't busy enough. No, you know, day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Cooking? What? Yeah. Is the chef busy on Thanksgiving no. or does the chef say, you guys do it? You know, it would you know? be really nice if everybody in my family stepped up to cook, but that just doesn't happen. No. You just... my, my sister, Jessica, she... Her job every year is to open the can of cranberry sauce, <laughs> and that's it. about it. That's it. I guess that's the one default. Well, we have a we have a world class uh, chef in the in the ranks, so we'll just have her do it. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, you can uh, check out uh, Jen's uh, website, uh, Carol Couture Cuisine, or you can just check eatccc.com. And you also have the Sisterly Love Collective as well. Yes. Which is uh, sisterlylovephilly.com. So. You're a chef. People are going to ask you for advice. I would imagine just people in your everyday life. What, yes. what are they usually? Is it usually the turkey, the questions about? Or? It's usually the turkey. Uh, honestly, my event director two years ago was like, I'm cooking a turkey for the very first time. What? How do I do it? And I FaceTimed her the night before because I had two turkeys. And I literally walked through on FaceTime with her how to cook the turkey, how to season it, stuff it, trush it. Throw it in the oven and take it out. Like we talked 
All the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, the I, entire thing. It's I find it hard. to be pretty easy. I, th- I think cooking a turkey is pretty easy. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot to it in my it, experience. Honestly, I think people get really intimidated by cooking overall. So not just at Thanksgiving, but they put too much pressure on themselves. Yeah. And if you cook during the year, if Thanksgiving is not the only time you cook, you'll find cooking is actually really fun mm-hmm. and not as hard as <laughs> you think it is. Yeah, he's not a great. I, I hear Kathy. I'm like, all right, my sister Jessica's with you there. <laughs> what are the? What are the? So here's what I would ask. What are the? What just the basic to get the job done for a, a really edible good turkey? And then what are little flourishes people who've done it before who are looking to change things up and spice it up a bit might apply to this year's Thanksgiving turkey? All right, so it's Wednesday, right? Yeah. We're I I have a brining spice, but if you're looking to do the traditional brining, too late, right? Yeah, you yeah. had to do it overnight. You had to submerge it. But what I have with my brining spice this year, and if you're looking for a simple way, you can take that brining spice, combine it with like salt, if there's not salt already in it, and use it as a dry rub. Okay. Right? And instead of doing the roasted turkey whole in the oven, you can cut the backbone out, spatchcock it like you would a chicken, and lay it flat. And you can have turkey done in two hours. So instead of like your four-hour turkey. Right. If it's frozen, (laughs) do not... Do not defrost it with hot water. Right. Yeah. Don't put it in your bathtub. <laughs> if you do, I really hope you cleaned it out because <laughs> I've seen people do that. Um, but there's lots of simple things you can do. Just go with salt and pepper if you don't have any brining spice. Salt, pepper, butter, or olive oil to get that skin like really crispy. Um, and if you like aromatics, throw in there some like citrus into the cavity, garlic. That will really get that flavor going through the entire like breast without having to like do all of like the extra chopping and everything. I, I Just love like that. and parsley and thyme, like herbs. Throw all of that into the cavity or underneath the bird if it's spatchcocked, and all of that stuff will flavor it as it's cooking. So I, there's lots of simple things that you can do. I love that idea of split. Have you ever done that, Preston? Split it and cook the spatchcock? No, I've never. I've never attempted it. Cooking the turkey that way, like, is sort of genius, I think, right? Right. And if you want, if you're, so here's the debate. Stuffing in the bird or out out of the bird? All right, right. All right. If you're an in the bird, you're like, well, if I spatchcock it, what am I going to do? Because I like stuffing in the bird. You just have to be safe and make sure that it comes up to temp. Do you like so it just, because the, the bird helps flavor the juices yeah, from the I love turkey? Yeah, the juices okay. in it. Yeah. I, it's I like mean, you're I, talking a different language. <laughs> uh, what is happening? <laughs> All right, you're cutting the backbone out and it's coming and it's laying flat. So, so you need, it's like you need relaxing. It's lounging in the, in the oven. <laughs> you need a good pair of, of, of kitchen shears to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I have uh, directions to roast my turkey. It says breast down, right? So okay, does yep. that mean essentially you would? It's it's upside down. You cook upside it upside down. down. Yes. Okay. So, so when, the way you present it is right side up, but the way you cook it is upside down. Yes. Okay. So what I would do, I would start it breast side down because you're basically preventing, you're protecting it from the heat, just like radiating and like. attacking the top breast where it usually gets dried out. And you're getting the bottom, the legs and the thighs are getting most of the heat. And it's cooking more and cooking faster because that takes longer. I would flip it back over 
when, uh, with your last like 20 minutes. So your breast and the skin get nice and golden brown and aren't like soggy and you're crisping off the skin. I've cooked uh, turkeys a ton of different ways. Mm-hmm. So here's my issue with the upside down and maybe you can help me out yes. with this. When you do when you do cook it breast side down, um, when it's in the roasting pan, uh, it's like a... Um, it's uh, there's like a a, a great uh, a grill almost that that you set it on that holds it. So the weight of that turkey pushes down, and then I get these imprints on mm-hmm. the breast when it's done. You just got to deal with that. It just doesn't look that great. Yeah. I okay. Mean, All right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, there's not really any other way around it. <laughs> now I want, and, and this is, um, I hate to give my uh, yeah. tips ab- about this when we have a, a world class chef here on board, but uh, I years ago I started doing this in in the carving of the turkey, and mm-hmm. I try to tell this to everybody is I remove the breast hole, each side of the yes. breast hole, cut it all the way off, and then cut it crosswise, yes. and and that way you're getting a, um, a a cross cut, and it falls apart in your mouth. And and just eats better that way. And so many people still have, like you said, Casey, for the presentation, they have the whole bird, and then they slice the breast that way. And I just, you yeah, know. I'm with you. I do the same exact thing. I take the entire breast off and I slice it going crosswise. I don't slice it on the bird presentation right. wise. Like you're also the person that gets the outside piece. Maybe if it was my dad, he'd be happy because he likes it well done. But (laughs) if you want like the part that's next to the bone that's getting like the extra flavor and has like the extra juice, it's closer into the the bone. So like when you're taking the entire breast off and you're cutting it across, then you're getting all of that flavor. The only thing you got to do is you got to let that bird sit for a while because yeah. it's hot when you cut into that thing. That's it's a mistake. Really, it it's hard to handle. handle. That's a common mistake, right? Yep. Yes. Cutting it too soon after having it come out of the oven? Yep. And yeah. then all of the juices run out and yeah. it is dry. Mm. Speaking of juices and flavor, my mom is a really good cook and she likes to put bacon on top of the uh, turkey. You know, It seeps in some of the fat and some of the flavor gets into it as well. And then you can eat the bacon afterwards, which is uh, delightful. <laughs> Um, what little nuanceical accoutrement do you bring to uh, Thanksgiving dinner? Well, all right. I love the bacon. I slather mine in a garlic herb butter, and I go oh like God. I go on top of the skin, under the skin, all around. That recipe is on my website. Right. <laughs> um, but I I love the butter. If you're not if you're not a butter person, you can do olive oil, like an infused herb olive oil to like help get the skin crisp up and add in that extra like moisture. Um, but I, there's so many different things that you can do. You know, just talk about like the sides, right? Yes. Right. All right. Mac and I find them more fun than the turkey, to be honest. I, yes. l- I love sides. I I heard you talking earlier about stuffing, and I my mom's stuffing is what I make every single year. And... I make it for my entire extended family. So um, my dad's one of 11. My mom's one of six. I have lots of cousins and lots of them still live in Philly. And (laughs) they come and they're like, my one cousin was like, Jen, you're making the stuffing this year. And I'm like, you live around the corner. (laughs) You're coming and making it with me. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you the slave there? Exactly. And I'm like. And that recipe is on my website, everybody. <laughs> oh, so it's on it's on eatccc.com? It is. Okay. It is. All right. So so describe your, your 
stuffing, your perfect stuffing? So the perfect stuffing, I use I use three different types of bread. I use a brioche, I use a white bread, and I also use like a 12-grain bread. I put some country sausage in there that I typically get from Reading Terminal Market. Mm. I use mirepoix, which is garlic, shallot, and onion, at, or garlic, shallot, and celery. I do a little bit of fresh thyme, heavy cream, and milk, and of course, butter. Wow. And I mix it all together so it's like nice and wet. Like I get my hands dirty and like, and then I put it in a pan, a butter rimmed pan. So all of that butter like goes into it <laughs> and it. And it cooks it's really so nicely. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, so it's so damn good. And yeah. I take the top off to crisp it up at the end because I like I like the crispy edges Me that too. are like out the outside crispiness and having having the yumminess inside. And if you have any turkey, like I put it in the turkey too, but I make so much that I need pans and pans. Wow, <laughs> yeah. So I'm always looking for an interesting side. Like the standards that we have for Thanksgiving, obviously we're going to have uh, the stuffing, which uh, we cook outside of the bird, so it's dressing. I guess uh, mm-hmm. formally, um, mashed potatoes, of course. Yeah. Um, we will do uh, green bean casserole, which some people hate. I know that, but we we love it. It's a, it's a tradition. Uh, I think we kind of quit doing the overly super duper sugary yam thing, you know, uh-huh. with marshmallows on top of that. Um, but those are kind of the the standards go to. What's something that's maybe not necessarily way outside of the box, but something interesting to to add as a side. So, uh, you know, there's so many awesome vegetables out there, right? There's Brussels sprouts that are in season right now. Like you can add do Brussels sprouts and you can do it with bacon. You can do like a maple glaze on them. You can add pomegranate seeds to help give like that pop of acidity in there that are really easy and like available in your grocery store right now. So there's lots of those simple things. I was saying like mac and cheese, bump it up and add a little bit of lobster into it ah, if you want. Yeah. Okay, go, no, Jen, go fancy. Jen, I had no idea because I was watching uh, some report locally and, and, and that mac and cheese is considered a, a, a standard side and I've never had mac and cheese with Thanksgiving dinner. So many people have yeah. mac and cheese. It's on the table with, yeah. along with like cornbread and stuffing and dinner rolls. It's a very carb heavy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, I do love my carbs. I, I love turnips too. I love like mashed turnips mm. instead of a mashed potato. Ooh. So if you can like do, do like, tell. that, like switch out, I just take turnips and I peel off like that waxy outside. Okay. I chop them up into like a large dice. I boil them in milk. So milk and butter and a little bit of like sage and thyme to get all of those flavors in there. I do throw like an onion or garlic <laughs> in there. I'm writing this down. Exactly. Is it on the website? Uh, that is not okay. on the website. You can, you can message me. I'm like, I'll, I'll put it up there. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make it live stream or yeah, I'll right. cut it up and put it in a reel or something. My mouth is watering so bad. <laughs> right, hold on a second. A turnips, boil, and then what else goes in Boil in milk. In milk. With butter, uh, garlic, right. a little bit of thyme. Butter... Gar- Sorry, I'm doing this. <laughs> Listen, you, you literally have, writing it right it's now. It's like you're, you're a, a, a extraordinary okay. chef, or you're going to write this down. All right, yeah. got it. And you're going to do a like medium to large dice. Yep. Bring it up, bring it up, and let it come so it's nice and soft, like a potato. Like yep. cook all the way through. Okay. And then drain out some of that milk, but reserve it, and then mash it either like with your like fork or put it in the food processor and just like let it like pulse quickly. Okay. Or you can mash it with like your hand like potato masher. Okay. And taste it for a seasoning. Salt and a pepper. little. I was gonna say definitely salt. Okay. Pepper. 
a little nutmeg would be nice on it too. Okay, I love it. That's see now that's what there I'm looking go. for. Something there you go. I like and very simple. Okay, yeah. I love it. Thank you, Jen. Do you have any uh, leftovers recipes? Leftover Ooh. recipes. I'm like I need to put like a, the gobbler up yeah. on <laughs> right. my on my on my website. Like I always have Thanksgiving like leftovers. I love tur I love turkey with a ton of stuffing, cranberry sauce. I like putting sweet potatoes on there and I just like doing like an au jus, like a mm-hmm. Turkey leftover, French dip type of thing. Wow. So it's like going like I want over that. The top. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's something I've never been able to pull off is making my own gravy for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, when I'm done with the drippings in the pan, um, which by the way, do you add water to the pan? Uh, I do. Okay. So I add water to the pan before, like as it's going in. Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. It'll evaporate eventually, and maybe not all of it, but so the drippings, you, you get the leftover pan. What's a good way to make gravy? Make it work <laughs> all right so if you don't add water you get that you get number one it burns on the yes. bottom and you also run the risk of like that burn flavor going into your turkey so you want to add water onto the bottom so it's also number one add an extra moisture to the meat that it's cooking and you're getting the fat as it drips down you're helping to create that gravy so what i would do is take the turkey out when the pan is still hot Put it onto your burners. Yep. Throw in a little bit of like white wine okay. to help deglaze or water. You don't need you don't need white wine or water and give it get your wooden spoon and scrape the bottom to get all of like the fond then like that create it like is like stuck on the bottom. Mm-hmm. You get that, remove that out. Take that juice and that liquid, like bring it up to a boil and make sure you're getting everything off. If you need to add more water or chicken stock or turkey stock or beef stock, whatever you have, put enough in there to get it up and then strain that into another pot. So now you're going to get rid of like any like extra impurities. You're going to have like a pure, like smoother sauce and add that into, I like to take a little bit of roux. So that's butter and that's butter and flour. Yep. If you want to go without the flour, you can do a cornstarch slurry, and so you to thicken it up. Roux is equal parts, right? Roux butter is equal and parts. Yeah, butter, butter and, and flour. flour. Butter okay. and flour, and add that in. That will help thicken any of the the leftover jus that you had. So I don't want to throw just see this is probably where I was messing up. Just throwing flour straight into the into uh, the pan. Yeah. So that's the way that my mom used to do it. I think there's also there's a risk of that burning. Yeah. And. Not, and then you're not able to get everything up if you're not like deglazing right away. Okay, so you had the ruin, and then you kind of, I guess, let that reduce down a little let, bit. Let and... it reduce down. I do like having extra like chicken stock on there, so you have like an extra like base. Okay. So, how about the giblets? My mom used to make giblet gravy. Do you are you into using those at all? <laughs> I like, like the liver and I. I use the, I use the neck and the heart, but I I don't use the liver. Okay. in there it. It adds a little bit of that like funk and that like little like um, extra like umami and a lot of people don't like it. Umami. Umami. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does add a little extra so if, you, if you're like if you're into that. Okay. Kat, so, did you get all that? The only thing I heard was white wines. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think she added wine to well, something. I'll, I'll I'm try so it. surprised, Kathy. I'll, I'll, I'll make a run at the gravy. I'll try that out. I, but but I think adding like a little extra uh, of the. Um, uh, of the broth and and reducing that down is going to help it out. That so, will definitely so. help it mm. because and also 
if you like make your own chicken stock, right? And because the ones that you buy in the store, right? There's no viscosity to it. Like that gelatin content is not there. Like when you take this stock like out of the box, like your stock should be jiggly, like jello. It right. has should have that collagen and that is what like really truly happens thicken up sauces. Like when you buy the ones in the store, it's a straight it's just, liquid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have it. So Huh. I it's I see I hear people complain about the difficulty of making the, the gravy. The the mashed potatoes are, are fairly easy uh, on the sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so mac and cheese obviously is one. When we start to move over into to to, to uh, dessert dessert territory. What I love about you, Jen, is that you're you're not you don't turn your nose up at things. You 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 savor some of the standard yeah. aspects of these meals. What in the dessert category rocks your world? Let me ask a pre question to that: cranberry sauce, out of the can, acceptable or or what do you go with? I will 1,000% say out of the can is acceptable. <laughs> it has to be on my table every oh, year. Okay. I I love it, but we do do two styles. Like okay. there, there's the out of the can, which is there. And then my husband, Billy, makes this awesome fresh cranberry sauce. He... He just, he puts up recipes too, and okay. he has all sort of colitis, so he does a lot of gut-friendly friendly IBD recipes, Okay, and that recipe is up on, like, his page too, and it is, like, it is awesome. I have a great idea. This this would be good for presentation too, and the way to bring both worlds together. So you take the the cranberry sauce out of the can, still in the shape of the can yes. in the mold. Put it in a bowl, sitting upright. Mm-hmm. So you can clearly see, like Kathy, you were yeah. saying, the little ridges in there and everything. And then you take the homemade stuff and spoon that around it. I love it. That's a I little lo- presentation piece it. right there. Yeah, and then you put some fresh cranberries ways. right on top of the <laughs> of the mold. That is that is That's pure like Michelin star chef work. <laughs> there right you there. go. Yes. Thank there you. you go. Thank you. And wine. And wine. Did and you wine. watch? Did you watch the show The Bear? Of course. Okay. Yes. What did you think about the Thanksgiving scene? Uh, the, the, at, the, at the crazy house? Cr- it's yes. Christmas scene. That right? was Christmas. Yes. Um, oh my God. It's so intense. You feel like you're there. It is super stressful and crazy. Everyone has like those crazy holidays, and I like. I could, I felt that stress. That was the most stressful episode for me. Yeah. Yeah. Watching that, like, forget about them in the restaurant and all of the drama that goes on there because that is, it's so real. Like, I, I kind of get excited about when they're in the restaurant, but being at home, like, cooking and like having screaming and yelling and like watching things happen and not being able to help. I, I, well, I hated that episode because I was like, oh, my God. It's, it's, a lot of people oh my get, God. Get, get post-traumic stress from that. that your like your family condition may not be like that, but when you are <laughs> cooking a big meal and there's a lot of people in the in the kitchen that are trying to help out yeah. and you got four burners going, you got both ovens on, it can feel like that. You know what oh, I mean? 1,000%. Like, yeah. you feel that stress, and that's what I think a lot of people do at Thanksgiving. They get overwhelmed really quick. So, you know, do a potluck where you're not the only one cooking, but also... Also, maybe make a rule where people aren't allowed in the kitchen. So ah, you can kind yes. of have like your zen mode and like uh-huh. put on whatever music you want. You know, drink or not drink <laughs> while you're cooking. I looked right at Kathy. <laughs> What's the reason for even cooking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in there drinking. Yeah, no, you can set some rules. I think that's the case. Of, of all the meals that, that somebody will, will take on during the year, the Thanksgiving meal is, is most equated with stress. Obviously, Christmas is another one. But yep. I, I hear more people, we get more in, in you know, uh, input from people who are just 
dreading having to do their first Thanksgiving meal, and and it's uh, you're you're. I like the idea of suggest. Well, at this point, you can't suggest a potluck, but yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, you're also there's like organization, right? You need to have organization. You need to have your mise en place, which is like your ingredients ready to go, and think about the order of ways, like the order that you're going to actually cook things. Like what takes the longest to cook? That yep. needs to go in the oven first. And yeah. then like what can you do in the moment? And if you prep ahead of time, what can be made the day before? A couple days before, what can you put in the freezer and pull out? You have to think like a chef here. Yeah, yeah, you honestly no. do because it makes sense. It's just it is a lot of work to time it to get it all out and think of a lot of things that you can put on the sides that are room temperature that aren't temperature sensitive that you can put on the table and are okay room temperature that you don't need to have you know seven different sheet pans going in and out of the oven then your turkey's cold by the time it's ready yeah that's what I I'm I've, it's taken me years but I know how to have a meal come together time wise yeah and for a meal like tomorrow I write it down. I'll write it down yes. on a piece of paper ahead of time. What can be pre-made? What can be put in the fridge? And then when do I start this? And when does the next one happen? And don't forget that that turkey's got to cool off for like 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So it can come out before other things are done. So, But you got to write that down because there's a lot going on. You have to have your prep list. Yeah. You have to have your prep. I write a prep list every day of my life, like for whatever I'm making, like I've been cooking, I'm a professional chef, I still write a prep list. It is the ultimate thing that helps me, keeps me on track and I can go, okay, I can cross it off as I go and it allows me not to forget anything. Also, if you're making something for the first time, <laughs> good luck because you may fail. <laughs> oh, so dude, be oh, ready sure. to yeah. walk in somewhere with there, something that is not that good or just not lethal. at yeah. all. Like switch up to something else. Have a backup. Sure. My yeah. wife used to do that. We would be having company over and, well, let's try this. I'm like, no. I've never made that before. Let's, let's audition it with ourselves yes. first. Yes. And then maybe we'll decide. Yes. Because even me, when I... I'm making a recipe. Number one, read your recipe from top to bottom. Read all of the ingredients you need. Read all of the steps because if you have sugar in a recipe or salt, like it may be split up into different parts of the recipe. So you need to know all of those things. So it's when it's like add milk. You don't add all the milk if the milk is coming in later at the end too. So you have to read from top to bottom. Two questions. (laughs) Um, can I buy your leftovers? And if not, uh, what day does your garbage go out? <laughs> you can, it, all, it all yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I'm like, come over. Maybe we can all have a Friendsgiving together. <laughs> so by the the Carol Couture cuisine, is that where people can get these spice packets from? So, this that, is yes, I do, a, I do a spice of the month and the brining spice is out now and you can find it on my Patreon. Okay. So you can become a member of the Carol crew and every month you get a new spice blend that I make up and I ship it to your door and I put on, I add recipes on there and I do a cooking class once a month with that spice that comes out that wow. that you can watch virtually as long as you're a patron and or you could buy the, I call them the hot seats and you can come and you get two up close seats while I'm live streaming. You can come taste the food. You hang out with me afterwards so we eat what we what I made and you can ask questions and it's a lot of fun. So there's lots of cool things. Do you have a limit? Cool Do you have a top out of how many people can be? Uh, Just 
two people. Just so two it's like people. super exclusive. All right, you wow. get like the behind the scenes look. So you see me getting ready, like setting up as the cameras are about to go on. Billy is your server, a la. He's the octopus of the day where he's doing <laughs> the video, the audio, the lighting, making sure if I forget a spatula during the class, I'm like, I need a spatula. And yeah. he'll put like his hand in. Oh, <laughs> like that's hand great. That's great. A spatula. But well, it's really fun. I'm, I'm not uh, brining this year, but I will use these brining spices for my seasoning of my turkey anyway. Well, Add right. salt, though, you This said. brining spice, I'm doing a class this Sunday, and I'm not using it on turkey. So this brining spice is different than the brining spice I put out last year. You okay. can use this brining spice as a rub, and I'm putting it on a pork tenderloin. Ooh. So, Yum. because all of those flavors go into lots of other things besides turkey. So there's lots of other things you can do. Like, you can put it on a guinea hen. You can put it on chicken. You can put it on a cauliflower if you're vegetarian. Use those spices the same way, just in a different technique. I love this stuff. Wow. Can't cook to save my life, but yeah. I love it. Are, uh, it's, do you have any uh, Thanksgiving tips on your website? Or the, you... On the website, there okay. is there's my turkey recipe. There's a brown gravy recipe. There's bacon, Brussels sprouts. There's uh, uh, sweet potatoes. There is the lobster mac and cheese. There is pump. There's not wow. there's not pumpkin pie, but there's pecan. No, pecan, pecan pie. Pecan. There's there's a bunch of different pies on there. <laughs> there's a lot of things on my recipes. Um, in my recipes that you can go through and scroll for different sides. There's also a Tunisian pumpkin stew that, if you're a vegetarian, that's awesome to use. Lots of different things. And then my Patreon has lots of recipes, too, along with videos and classes. So you can find all that stuff if you go to my Instagram, Chef Jen Carroll, and go into that link. And it has everything there. You'll find my Patreon, my website, my YouTube channel. Everything. You're that's, connected. That's <laughs> where we will send people to. Yes. Chef Jen Carroll. And Carol spelled, C- spelled C-A-R-R-O-L-L, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for coming by this Great. morning. We appreciate it. Thanks. I learned some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And happy Thanksgiving to you. We happy hope you have a great Thanksgiving. holiday. Can I plug one more thing? Yes. yes. All right. So the Sisterly Love Collective, we're doing a holiday market at the Head Hill Shambles every Saturday in December, the first three Saturdays. So come out uh, from noon to 4 p.m. and support all of the women makers and uh, food entrepreneurs in Philly. Awesome. Love it. Excellent. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Chef Jen Carroll, everyone. There you go. Some professional tips for you on your way into the holiday. Most definitely. We're going to take a break. Kathy, give me a number caller for secret text word, please. Seven. All right. Caller 7215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. We'll come back in a moment get a winner and more. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles.
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Preston and Steve Show, Wednesday slash Friday morning. Yes. Feels a lot like that. Uh, but we're doing Wednesday things on a Friday vibe. One of the Wednesday things is secret text work. And we were looking for caller number seven. We have caller number seven, and that is Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning to see you, <laughs> Debbie. What is our secret text word, please? The word is yam. She's right. Debbie, uh, happy Thanksgiving and hang on the line. We're going to set you up with tickets to see Anthony Jeselnik's Bone and All Tour. It's going to be Saturday, April 7th. I'm sorry, Saturday, April 27th at the Miller Theater. Get tickets at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. And we're also going to set up a winner, Tom Preston, who's from Townsend, Delaware. So Tom gets the tickets to see Anthony Jeselnik as well. Don't forget, KimmelCulturalCampus.org to get your tickets. All right, we're going to fire up something else to give away. We are going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Tom Segura. Excellent. We've got all these great comedians yes. that we're setting you up with. Uh, and let me see here. Boy, there's some good questions to go to. I did a pretty early one yesterday. All right, how about this? Uh, what does the $2.7 million bottle of Macallan 1926 pair nicely with? <laughs> 215-263. WMMR. You had to have heard it. There's yeah, no way you're yeah. going to come up with this on your own. What does the $2.7 million bottle of Macallan 1926 pair nicely with? Do you know the answer? 215-263-WMMR. While you call, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Zane Western Apparel. Save on Black Friday sales all month long at Zane Western Apparel. And work here in Piles Grove, New Jersey. Online at zanewestern.com. Doors open at 7 a.m. on Black Friday. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, OnlyFans model Danny Banks claiming that even though she flashed the camera during a Las Vegas Raiders game, she's confident not many people saw it. Banks says most people at that point were still stunned by the $14 beers. Uh, oh, my God. 50 Cent is in the clear for throwing a microphone from the stage and hitting a woman during one of his shows back in August. The LADA actually gave him points 
for hitting the only person in the audience. Cut oh, from. my God. And finally, Kanye West, seeming to have no remorse for a lyrics deemed anti-Semitic in his new song, Vultures. West says he is a truth teller, or at least that's what all the other Nazis say. Uh, <laughs> all right, we are looking for the answer to today's lesson question. Uh, let's see here. What does the $2.7 million bottle of Macallan 1926 pair nicely with? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we're going to go to Chris, see if we can get the answer. Hi, Chris, you are on the air. Hello. Hi, Chris. All right, so what does the $2.7 million bottle of Macallan 1926 pair nicely with? Milk and crackers? Yes, milk and yeah. crackers. That is correct. Hang on the line, Chris. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see uh, Tom Segura Friday, February 2nd, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Uh, that's in Atlantic City. And tickets for both the February 2nd and 3rd shows are available now at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Anymore. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Save big on at the passing of the torch sale, November 27th through December 2nd. Watches for him, diamond studs for her, and yes, even engagement rings will be on sale. FamilyJewelers.com. Uh, I'm going to start with a reminder. Yesterday we announced Rolling Stones coming to town Tuesday, June 11th, Lincoln Financial Field. Tickets will go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. And we are in day number two of the 13 Days of the Stones on MMR. Very exciting. We need to make sure that you go and check and see what today's song is and what hour it will be played in. What will it be? And then you'll be the 25th caller when they play it, when we play it, and you can win a pair of tickets. By the way, <laughs> randomly popped up on Instagram the other day, Steve, the way you said that just now uh, was the old bit where it's uh, Mick Jagger sitting in front of a mirror and on the other side is Jimmy Fallon. Right, right, right. And they're like talking to each other <laughs> right, like, like yeah. he's, he's Mick. It, I was laughing out loud. It's it great. is so funny because he's doing that. That voice. Wow. That outrageous, you know, uh, version right. of Mick right back to him and they're both playing off it. It is so damn funny. Uh, so he's got a great sense of humor as well. He does. Mick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the song of the day, Cheat Sheet, is available at WMMR.com. The pre-sale is on Thursday, by the way, the 30th. And uh, it's another chance to win tickets online at WMMR.com on top of all that. Do you remember there was a show, it was a short-lived sitcom, a very short-lived sitcom that involved people who were attempting to kidnap Mick Jagger? No. Sofia Vergara was in it. Do you no. remember, anybody remember this? It was Nick, can you do a little searching on it? Sofia Vergara was in it. Mick Jagger was part of it. And, and uh, it was a short-lived sitcom. But yeah, it was, uh, he's funny. Interesting. Yeah. No, I was not aware of that. Uh, Nick will look that up. We'll see if we can figure that out. Mark Knopfler has decided to let go of more than 120 guitars and amps and put them up for auction. How does he hold all those? Uh, no, it's, he's not holding on to the one. Uh, oh, oh, oh no. uh, The Dire Straits frontman said, wherever I go, I'm still crossing the street to look at guitars in the windows of music shops. And I've done that since I was a little kid. I've lived with this love affair for over 60 years. I love Mark Knopfler. Leading the collection. I love you, Mark Knopfler. Knopfler's 1959 vintage Gibson Les Paul standard, which he used for performances as well as several recordings. Another important vintage guitar he's had since the late 1990s is a 1958 blonde Gibson ES335 and a 1983 Les Paul standard that was used to record money for nothing. 
He said, it's time to take some of these treasured six-string companions out of their cases and leave them in their care of Christie's to allow them to have new adventures with new owners. You can be sure I'll be sad to see them go, but we've had wonderful times together, and I can't play them all. Uh, so the auction will take place on January 31st. The name of that sitcom is The Knights of Prosperity. Originally, it was called Let's Rob Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> then they changed it to Let's Rob Mick Jagger. And uh, Donald Logue, Sophia Vergara, as you mentioned, Steve. Maz Jobrani, remember Yeah, Maz? yeah. Yeah, he was one of the stars, and uh, it lasted um, <laughs> less than a season. Of course. It's a pretty dumb concept. Yeah. Uh, then we have, uh, following the successful theatrical run, Billy Idol State Line will stream on demand this Saturday, November 25th, starting at noon Pacific time. This is State Line right there. Uh, the concert film documents his history-making show performed at Hoover Dam, ah. the first concert ever held there. Uh, Billy and longtime guitarist Steve Stevens will be on hand for the debut of the live stream to chat with viewers. Uh, tickets can be purchased at veeps.com for 20 bucks. And then finally, I thought I'd end with this. Phil Collins' ex-wife is auctioning several of his items through Codner Auction Gallery, including the Genesis Founders Yamaha Piano, which is estimated to bring up to $100,000. Other memorabilia includes a vintage Orlisser jukebox and several personalized sculptures showcasing Phil Collins' passion for music. It's a particularly acrimonious situation between these two. Oh, yeah. They divorced in 2008. She got $47 million in the settlement and later tried to sue for another $20 million in loss. So it got real ugly in court. Uh, so I guess she ended up with these items. I guess as, so. As owning he, them. He's probably not thrilled that this is happening, but yeah. it is what it is. Uh, the online pre-bidding period will begin this weekend on November 24th. And then uh, just want to re- uh, remind you that our buddy Kyle's band, the FM band, is yeah. got a couple of gigs. They have a Thanksgiving Eve party tonight at Adelphia in West Deptford, uh, 8.30 to 11. And then on Saturday, they are playing the Rush Lounge at uh, the Golden Nugget Casino in AC, and that will be 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. May I mention something as Please. well? Jen Carroll had mentioned she wanted me to just add this if she could. If you sign up for her newsletter, Dinner at Jen's, uh, you will get an extra um, benefit to doing that. And if you're a patron, I assume that's a Patreon uh, participant, you have 30, 40, 40, 48 hour early access or 48 hours? 38 hours. Yeah, 48 hours early access to what she is offering there. So uh, get in on that newsletter. There's a lot to be gleaned from that. Fabulous. All right. And that means we have one more break to take. Come back in a second and give away our Word of the Week prize. Pierre should be along shortly, shortly too. Shortly. We're both doing it. And we'll return. Stay with us. Greetings, good citizens. With Thanksgiving upon us, the thing I most look forward to is the traditions. Be it family, friends, food, and perhaps a beverage or two. And another tradition I really enjoy is connecting with MMR listeners during my annual Welcome Home broadcast on Thanksgiving Day. So tomorrow, starting at 10 a.m. Pierre Standard Time, join me live on the air or on the MMR app wherever you are, and I'll be taking quests, dedications, and holiday wishes for the MMR family coming together on Thanksgiving Day. And yes, I will serve up the traditional Alice's Restaurant at 10 a.m., noon, and a Pierre vinyl cut version at 2 p.m. So let's stuff our ears with great music and cheer before you stuff your face. And happy Thanksgiving from 93.3 WMMR. Well, holiday break and an enjoyable time, and hopefully that is what is coming to 
you, dear friend, and uh, make sure you spend some of that time with MMR. Pierre will be along shortly, and he'll let us know what he's got planned, because Pierre Robert is working on Thanksgiving Day as per tradition. And I sure as hell listen as per tradition. Yeah, so uh, details, WMMR.com, but we'll get the info from the man himself in uh, just a moment or two. I would like to thank our guests on the program today, Mike uh, Vecchione. Yes, hey. And I had some really nice things to say about our radio show, and uh, he's got Philly uh, roots as he's lived here for a few years, and um, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club as a one-off tonight, 7.15. That's the only show. Go see him. Make sure you go check him out. And then uh, the lovely Chef Jen Carroll came by with lots of great tips for uh, Thanksgiving, should you be cooking, and you can uh, check her out at Chef Jen Carroll on Instagram, and then it's got all the links uh, to her various uh, out, uh, outlets where you can uh, find out recipes and tips and all kinds of stuff like that. And Sign up for her newsletter. Yeah, she was wonderful. EatCCC.com is one of those, so you can um, check that out when you get a chance. Pierre Robert is here. Hi there. Wearing your Getty Lee shirt from My and Life. You did the Q&A oh, right. with him. I've started uh, listening to the audio book. I'm about six or seven chapters in, and I am I am absolutely glued to it. I'm loving it. It's a fascinating story. I mean, uh, considering you know uh, his his parents coming from the Holocaust, yes. right? You know, and the whole family uh, emigrating uh, to Canada, uh, and you know, and then th- his name, which is not really Getty Lee, I can't even pronounce it. Uh, yes, you know, uh, Gershon or something <laughs> along those lines. And it was changed to Gary, but. The story about his parents, man, they met in Auschwitz. They yeah. met there. I, th- I originally had heard it was Dachau, but they met in Auschwitz concentration camp. And the story that the, the, their survival story is just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then obviously he starts, I mean, I'm in the early days of Russia where I'm at right now with his uh, formation and his, you know, uh, bond with the, with the base and all that stuff. But it's just, it's fascinating. And he, he is, a, he's a great narrator. I'm right. very, very happy. I'm very happy that, that he did the narration. He does the audio. Right? He does the audio yeah. narration. It's great. Um, he tells a great story. When I, I got the book the night before it came or, huh. I, or the night it came out and then the, the, uh, the visit was Wednesday. The book came out on Tuesday. And so I'm up sitting in my kitchen reading till 3.30 in the morning and I, I covered the basics of almost the entire book. There's a great section where they uh, are auditioning drummers after John Rutsey, the original drummer, leaves and <clears throat> they have uh, their last gig with him and their next gig is like a week later so they've got to get a drummer and um, they audition some people and uh, this guy pulls up in a white Pinto. I, I love that he remembered the car <laughs> that Neil Peart was driving, a white Pinto. And uh, as soon as he played with them, they go, uh, Getty says, that's it. And then uh, Alex says, we have to listen to the other ones that have come to audition. And he goes, okay, but that was the guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so cool. You would know, certainly. Yeah. Yep. I'm enjoying it. So cool. I like the shirt that you're wearing today. Thank you. All right, shall we do the letter of the day? Yes. All right, let's go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N as in... 
Naturally. Naturally. We'll take call right. number. Or Nick. I forgot. Yeah. I was like, why are you pointing to yourself for naturally? <laughs> we'll take caller eight. 215-263-WMMR. Naturally. It naturally. makes me feel like a natural woman. Yeah. 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 Uh, one light beer will do it. That's right. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow, baby? Uh, making out with you if you have a light beer. I, uh, light I love listening beer. to your Thanksgiving show, and I listen via um, the app. Down in Stanton, Virginia, and uh, when does the whole thing begin, and wh- how many times of uh, Alice's Restaurant? Because I know you get asked it a million times. Uh, three playings. The first will be 10 a.m., the original version. The next will be noon, the 25th anniversary version, which is hysterical, uh, in which he comes to claim that the 18 minutes of the missing Watergate tape is actually Alice's Restaurant, which is an 18-minute <laughs> song. How he weaves that tale together is just brilliant, as a true singer, songwriter, storyteller does. Uh, troubadour, troubadour, uh, if you will. That's what Arlo Guthrie is. And then the original version, again, on vinyl at 2 o'clock. But um, for those who can't wait, I believe you have it, Casey. Yes. Uh, some years ago, um, either at the end, I think on Rittenhouse Square, uh, I had been doing this for a while. And Steve Lushbaugh, at the time, our, our quite brilliant production director and creative uh, force, said, I think I could make an abbreviated version of Alice's Restaurant. And uh, with your guys' permission, I'd like to play that now. It's all of 52 seconds. This is the entire Massacre. You can get anything you want two Thanksgivings ago. Half a ton of garbage, red VW microbus, Officer OB, kid, police officer station. 27 8 by 10 color glossy photographs were next morning. Injected, inspected, detected, infected, killed. Group W. Mean and nasty and ugly and horrible. This piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, and 58 words. We want no details of crime. Ta da 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 You have it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. The, that's the appetizer yeah. for tomorrow's meal. <laughs> <laughs> the teaser, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, at that one point, he sounds like Boomhauer from uh, yeah, yeah. King of the Yep. It was a quite brilliant idea, though, to abbreviate it like that. So I love that. Excellent. All right. Let's get a winner. We were looking for call number eight, and it's Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. How are you? Uh, good morning to see you, Joe. I'm wonderful. <laughs> What's our word of the week? Three letters, mind you. Ton. T-O-N. Great day in the morning! That would be correct, sir. And we're keeping it simple this week, Joe. And it's three days, so we're giving you $300 courtesy of Mainline Christmas Lights. All right, buddy? Thank you so much. You bet. Hang on the line. Don't forget, uh, you can light up your holidays with Mainline Christmas lights. They will custom design, install, maintain, even store your lights for next season. Take the hassle out of the holidays and book now at MainlineChristmasLights.com. So what do you have in store for this fine Wednesday slash Friday thing? Uh, I picked a ton, by the way, for all the tons of food was, that were announced uh, for the Camp Out for Hunger. What a, a great uh, victory that was to hear <laughs> that this week. And Stone's News. 
Vegas. Oh my God, two two yeah. amazing things uh, on the on the show today. We will have uh, Lincoln Park, Ramones, Foo Fighters, and much much more. And we'll appetize you some more with that sixty second version of Alice's Restaurant until you're really sick of it. And, <laughs> and then you say, "Stop doing that, Pierre." And I go, "Okay, all right." And then join in for the real thing tomorrow. Exactly. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan and the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, voted best casino in Pennsylvania. So next week on our program, we have some good stuff coming up in studio. Burt Kreischer. Nice. In studio, Christopher Titus. Yeah. In studio, Eddie Alvarez. And in studio, Kathy's Holiday Activity. Oh! A reminder, also, another big thing that's happening. It is our big freaking deal. You can get two tickets to Yuletide at Devon. I want to go to this. A European-inspired Christmas festival for just $35. It's half price, and you can get carnival rides, photos with Santa, live music, all that stuff. Plus, check out over 35 boutique shops, chef-created menus, and craft drinks. You can get the deal now at WMMR.com, keyword deal while supplies last. And sneak peek, it's one of the top things on my list. All right, so get that while those tickets last. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMR. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.